0: welcome to the Heroin TV podcast. Today is Sunday, October 21st, and I'm Lucia. I run Heroin TV. With me today, I have Emily. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to talk TV. It's been a crazy week. I mean, I, I really had to had to be selective in terms of what we were going to talk about, because otherwise, we'd be here all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a lot going on. And Mm -hmm. so today, um, the shows we're going to talk about are Once Upon a Time, and Revolution, Arrow, Nashville, and The Vampire Diaries. So... It's actually a pretty busy schedule for today. I'll put timestamps in the show notes for everybody if they want to skip. First up, I, I have on the list, once upon a time, the third episode of season two aired. And this was the, the Lady of the Lake episode we had been excited about. Except there was no lady, how, um, but there was Lancelot. What did you think of Lancelot? I liked that actor a lot. Me too. I was like, I was loving him so much, and then I was so sad when it turned out it had been Cora pretending oh to be him because I was like, I want, I want um, him to stay forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. And and he's from uh, Teen Wolf that show i keep wanting you to watch eventually i know Um, (laughs) i'll get
1: to it i promise
0: his role isn't huge on teen wolf but uh it's kind of a key a a key player he plays um uh he's boyd on teen wolf yeah the actor is sinqua walls and i hope i'm not butchering the pronunciation yeah that's quite a name (laughs) he was also on friday night lights which I had totally forgotten about. Even when I saw him on um, when I saw him on Teen Wolf, I didn't remember his role on Friday Night Lights because I think he was in that season when they brought in a bunch of the um, of the football players who then we never saw again later. So like you just didn't really care about them because their stories weren't so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was one of those. Uh, you know, Friday Night Lights. We call it a perfect show, but there
1: were some points that were. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, we don't want to talk about season
0: two. <laughs> yeah, so he he was Jamarcus Hall. I kind of want to rewatch those episodes though. Now that I love now that I love Wall so much, I'm like oh, I should go back and watch the Jamarcus episodes of Friday Night Lights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was adorable. I liked him. Yeah,
0: he just like, I don't know, something about him in that suit of armor. I was just like, wow, I'm looking at you in a
1: whole new light now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought he was very charming. I think he fit in really well. I liked it.
0: Yes, it it was really fun. And I loved that they kind of hinted at the fact that he had left the round table, uh, you know, so we didn't actually get into any of the Arthurian legend. um, But they kind of hinted at that 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 had been going on and he was sort of, Sent away, presumably for you know, having some fun with Guinevere. And uh, <laughs> can you blame her? Yeah, no. Now I now I understand the myths a lot better. Now I understand the legend a lot better. Oh, that's Lancelot. Well then, <laughs> okay, Guinevere, carry on. <laughs> yeah, and and so he was working for King George in the flashback fairyland because we've got multiple timelines going on that we have to kind of keep straight. Yeah. So he was he was working for King George in the in the flashbacks and mm-hmm. then in present he wasn't actually alive he was being in present fairyland he was sort of uh Cora was uh, impersonating, him. impersonating him and and so yeah the thing about King George is why is he so obsessed with killing charming and charming's mom and making Ugh. snow suffer like he really has this vendetta going on just because the, like, twin brother of the son he adopted didn't want to do every single thing he do- he wants him to do. Is that an excuse for killing multiple people?
1: Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I mean, that whole timeline confuses me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess because it kind of showed it to us a little bit out of order. Yes.
0: That's... so, And very scattered just- because at first, you know, because they were trying to bring in a new a new fairy tale at a bunch of different points and then they intersect and sometimes it felt a little bit like, wait, oh, that, oh, that connects with that. Really?
1: Huh? Yeah. And I guess I was never clear about, maybe they haven't shown us it, like how, in like the first episode it's clear that like Char- charming and Snow are like in charge of the kingdom. Yes. But exactly. we haven't seen that. I think happen. we're going like, to oh, see that happen. We haven't that seen them overthrow King George yet.
0: Yes. And and I was always curious about that too because they call them prince and princess, but I was pretty sure they were running the kingdom, like you said. Yeah. And so there must have been some battle, and I think I think I heard something about maybe we're going to see that. So it would yeah. be cool to see the battle, like what exactly happens, how they take over the kingdom.
1: Yeah, cause uh, that was that never was quite clear to me. Like yeah, it's
0: out. it's all a bit fuzzy. So, but luckily we. We have each other to figure some of this stuff out. So, yeah. <laughs> so King George, he's really mad at Charming, the mom. He puts this curse of childlessness on Snow. Uh, he has he has Lancelot kidnapper, and then Lancelot is such a good man. He he realizes he doesn't want to work for King George anymore, and he he helps save um, save Snow. Mm-hmm. And and what did you think of the whole? Uh, Wed- Snow and Charming's wedding at the lake and the, the fact that Lancelot and Charming's mom sort of secretly broke the curse with the last bit of, wa- of magic water so that Charming's yeah. mom died and um, Snow was able to have Emma.
1: Yeah, I do really – I like the wedding a lot. I thought it was really sweet. And I mean anything that Lancelot is in charge of if I'm going to like, so <laughs> – <laughs> that i liked that but um i don't know i think the whole childlessness curse for me it's just like i couldn't care that much because like i guess even our was like okay so adopt <laughs> like it's not the worst thing in the world It's like okay it's it's terrible but like you can still like raise a child together it's not like the end of the world yeah but i know it's different in like different times but yeah I, that's I guess... kind of my perspective like i just didn't think the stakes were high enough yeah
0: i guess it's like it's I guess it's weird because we're so, Once Upon a Time has so much stuff in the modern world. And, mm-hmm. and then for, to make us go back to a time where, I mean, under monarchies, the most important thing you could do was have a child. But it didn't seem that that was why Snow wanted to have a kid. Like, she wasn't even queen yet. She didn't want to have a kid for or have an heir. It seemed very, seemed more of a personal thing. Uh, yeah,
1: so I was just so, like, okay. I mean, like, is at least for like Charming's mom, it's like, is it really worth dying when they could just adopt? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I know, yeah, maybe I understand the fairies, maybe the
0: fairies run an different. adoption agency yeah. in the Enchanted Forest.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was. I guess it was hard for me to care, especially knowing that she does end up having a kid. Yeah, I guess. It's so I kind just of didn't like, feel that invested in that. Yeah, you just figure. I just figured George was just really bad at curses. I was like, oh, yeah, he's probably like,
0: what? Kings don't know how to curse stuff. I've never heard of a king cursing anything. He's probably just bad at the curse, and then <laughs>
1: yeah, he's probably just really bad at magic. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I just uh, yeah, and I don't know, King George is so weird. But I do love Alan Dale, and it is he is so fun as being you know the bad guy. Uh, yeah, where, oh,
1: he's. I mean, it's a perfect role for him.
0: It is because he's always he's always you know playing those sort of characters, and so I did. Even though he, it his character kind of makes no sense, I was excited <laughs> when I saw him in modern storybrook that yeah. he's he's there had, that we, had we seen him before at all because I didn't remember ever seeing him in modern storybook before
1: no I'm pretty sure that was our first time seeing him I was shocked I, I guess personally I assumed like in the struggle to take over the kingdom he was killed ah uh, yes that's I guess what I had assumed the whole time so he wouldn't be in modern world
0: yeah yeah that was definitely a surprise to me I just like sometimes I wonder if I miss something
1: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah it was no, definitely I, I, this show's weird like that
0: yeah but I, I think it was supposed to be a surprise probably because the way they did it was so dramatic like ooh, yes. he's in this car and he's watching and
1: uh yeah and I, I guess we we're supposed to assume he had died and wasn't in modern world
0: yeah yeah but yeah that was a good twist I like that Yes, and so I'm very I'm I'm excited to see, especially now that everybody has their memories back. When uh, when Charming sees him, that's going to be, you know, a big deal because (laughs) yeah, that he killed. You know, he's responsible for his mom dying.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that being a loving reunion.
0: No, so that's going to be that's going to be interesting. So I, I
1: think he'll cause some ruckus too. I, I can't imagine him just. Send it back. And be like, well, I'll let you run everything, charming. No problem. Yeah, especially because he was a king
0: of his. He had his own kingdom and everything. And um. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, yeah, the whole king thing is interesting, just because, yeah, like like we didn't really know. It's all very fuzzy. Like who's really in charge? Like there's Cinderella and her prince. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> w- what era were they in charge of? Was like were Charming and Snow like their were they like uh, neighbors? <laughs> yeah, were they neighbors or were they like? uh were they uh, what's the word when somebody is like has to pay tribute to you
1: oh it's like the feudal system
0: yeah i was like trying to remember but like i wonder if they had to you know if there's a hierarchy in terms of which royals have more power or yeah, it might just have been like kingdoms or
1: the princes underneath the king you know they each have like their own little kingdoms but then they pay their homage to their liege lord
0: right Right, so I guess we'll we'll see we'll see more about that, and I don't know if any royals are left in terms of modern, the present day uh, enchanted forest. Uh, it's kind of this like kind of small ragtag group that mm-hmm. seems to have united. Doesn't seem to have any royals in it, and yeah. so it'll be interesting to see like. If there are still any, if anybody is trying to run anything, if anybody has other ideas, and I don't know, maybe they'll
1: promote democracy or something, and some monarchy. Who knows? <laughs> Bring democracy to fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine if all, of, okay, if all of the fairy tale characters go back to the Enchanted Forest and they still retain their memories, would they be okay with the monarchy again? Yeah, I mean, that's an
0: interesting point. I guess it's been a kind of benevolent... I guess they don't mind if it's Snow and Charming because they're like a benevolent monarchy. They don't seem to have any problem like listening to what, with, to what Charming says in modern day, except for David Anders' character.
1: Yeah, yeah. so when are we finding out about him? Do I think know? that's
0: episode five or something, or six. Oh, five or six. I'm so, so I'm excited. Yeah, because next episode is the Captain Hook one. They've been doing a million yes. promos for it. Mm-hmm and then maybe yeah maybe the next one it's either it's either 5 or or 6 so it's soon
1: yeah that'll be interesting i hope they don't let us down
0: yeah i know it's a little bit hard when you're looking forward to something for so long cuz mm-hmm. you just you don't want it to disappoint you
1: yeah we'll find out i don't know maybe i hope he's like a royal of some kind
0: yeah a royal or like i mean an actual fairy tale character that matters <laughs> As opposed I mean, because King George isn't a real character.
1: Yeah. Right? No.
0: It's just kinda made up like he's Charming's dad. Because it's like Prince Charming in the in any of the stories, um, you know, we never know about who his dad is. He's just a prince, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, at least I mean I guess for Snow White, I don't really know the original very well. I saw the Disney one. Yeah, well and it's not it's like
0: just... ever really mentioned, I don't think, in a lot of the stories.
1: That... Yeah, it's more about like the evil stepmom than it is. The prince's parents. Right.
0: They just don't... I don't know. There's just always these... A lot of times, the princes don't have a lot of character. They're just a handsome prince from a neighboring kingdom, and it's not, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what he was. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because we still don't even know Charming's real name. Everybody's just calling (laughs) him Charming. So, yeah, because we know his twin's name was James, and so that's why... So he went by James when he was impersonating his twin, but we never actually heard his real name. (laughs) Like, even his mom doesn't call him his real name. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) guess we'll just keep him charming forever. Yeah. Uh, The other stuff that was going on was with uh, Snow and... Uh, and Emma, they were like thrown in a dungeon and then Lancelot lets them out. And then Aurora tries to kill Snow <laughs> or sorry, yeah. she tries
1: oh to kill gosh. Emma. So <laughs> um, Aurora is a mess. Uh, yeah, Aurora. but you are. I just realized. I don't know. Did you watch the Tudors?
0: Yes. And she is totally from that. She is married. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the I actress.
1: I didn't that until this episode.
0: It, I didn't realize it right away, but I knew when I had first when I seen the first episode she was in. I was like, she's so familiar. So I went to IMDb. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's what I and, knew it. This recent episode, I'm like, she has to have been in something. So then I checked.
0: Yeah, and I was like, oh, she was really good. I think she had, um, I think it was like, I think she was a brunette on The Tudors. Yeah, well, she's still pretty brunette.
1: In she's Once kind of upon a red, time.
0: a kind of a redhead, a little bit on Once Upon a Time, a little bit.
1: I don't know, maybe it's my computer screen, but she looks kind of, it looks to me like, kind of like a lightish brown.
0: Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the hair is a little bit lighter on this one, like a little more redhead, but I guess yeah. it's not total, it's not total redhead. It's more like a straw, I don't know. An auburn. So, something like that. But yeah, Sarah <laughs> Boulder, I really like that actress. It's just that her character, I mean, I guess she's doing a good job because of her, I can't stand her character, so <laughs> yeah I mean, but i mean maybe this is really. maybe this is the point where um she finally figures out she can't go around killing people um well especially because she physically can't she's incapable <laughs> of it but also <laughs> also maybe it's not a good idea tactically in terms of her life choices but yeah
1: maybe uh, not try to murder people
0: probably yeah probably. it was just her trying to kill snow is you know it was kind of it was just kind of sad a little bit too because it's like we knew obviously we know she's not going to succeed first of all and second of all we know snow's such a badass (laughs) and i loved that in the flashbacks like flashback snow um has always been really cool and that's one of the things Mm -hmm. that made me into the show because i was like oh my gosh they're twisting the the snow white story to make snow white be really cool because snow white Mm -hmm. kind of you know sucked in the in the disney version you know yeah, all she does is you know sweep the floor and wash the dishes and wait <laughs> for her prince and uh sing really high so yeah, she's uh, terrible i mean i love i love her 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 hair because
1: <laughs> her one we quality. share
0: the same hair so i have snow white hair so i'm like okay snow white i can relate to you but other than that we can't relate so yeah i mean i So I liked that she was being being her badass self in in the in the flashbacks, and then when you know when you see Aurora, who's such a little princess, try to kill her, you're just like, oh, that's a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I really liked that Emma got to see how badass she was. Yeah, yeah, I was so happy.
0: Yeah, it was really sweet, but at the same time, like I wrote in my notes, like I just still I find it so hilarious (laughs) that they're mother and daughter, like. And, and they're having these bonding scenes where Snow is like acting like she's a lot older than her daughter and like telling her, this is what we need to do. And while they do as good of a job with material, I think, as they can,
1: <laughs> it's like
0: I can't help but giggle and be like,
1: yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I just feel bad. Like it's like, like, like Snow had wanted a kid for so long and then she misses everything. That's true. And now it's this weird, like, sister kind of friendship relationship that they have going on
0: yeah it is so strange it is very awkward the um yeah and it's sad that they missed all those years i guess they get henry yeah i did
1: like that stuff with um him and charming
0: yeah that was really sweet when he was like gonna teach him how to how to use a sword
1: (laughs) if you think about it henry never really had a father at all
0: no, he never had a father figure, so... I mean, and I guess maybe the awesome sheriff one. the sheriff was around a little bit, but not really, like, in a father capacity.
1: Yeah, no, not really.
0: Though I really miss the sheriff.
1: Oh, he was so cute. Oh,
0: maybe he can come back. <laughs> come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. The, the other cool thing in the episode, which I really liked, was the Mad Hatter got, um, What's his name... In the in Storybrooke, Mad Hatter's name—I can't remember. Uh, Jefferson. Yes, Jefferson. I loved mm-hmm. Jefferson being reunited with his daughter. Yes, and so that was just so sweet. So I like uh, kind uh, of got, got a little misty eye. Just killed that character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it really makes the character that Sebastian Stone plays him. It just uh, he he puts the he puts that sort of feeling into it that otherwise you wouldn't really have
1: yeah no he i think he does a really good job i never like, would have thought that mad hatter would be such a compelling character at all
0: <laughs> yeah because this is i mean this is the only version i've ever seen where he has a has a daughter mm-hmm. so i think that that really sort of humanizes him because you see how he how he's trying to put her first and all of that Mm-hmm. and uh so I'm, I'm excited that they brought him back. And uh, and so this episode, just in general, was just made me feel a lot of stuff. So it was like the first one this season where I was like, really, I really got into it. Like, I didn't yeah. I didn't think about all the other things I had been thinking about. I, when I was watching it, I was into it. I was like, I was totally in the moment. So...
1: Yeah. I me mean, it might have helped that um, Rumpelstiltskin and Belle were not there for us to be complaining about. <laughs> That's true.
0: And there was very little... Um, like Evil Queen stuff, either. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I like her, sometimes she's very arch, and so when she's doing stuff, it's very. Uh, it just has a certain tone to it. So mm-hmm. this was, yeah. Yeah, I still don't think Milan is very good, but um, it is oh, kind that of. <laughs> but I still. But I did like that uh, her and Aurora now have like this twisted uh, thing where they're like, you know. Even though they had hated each other, now they're, like, uh, now they're allies against everybody else. Like, I loved mm-hmm. how Mulan stood up for Aurora when Snow was, like, <laughs> um, fighting with her. I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of cute. So... Yeah. Maybe, maybe Aurora and Mulan can fall in love and become likable. <laughs> that would be great. I would love it if they did that. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a good way to work with those characters.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get the male audience in there, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... So I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see where everything goes in terms of in terms of this modern day fairy tale story with with our main characters, and uh, we still have the mystery going on about the people outside of Storybrook in present day. That hasn't really been continued. That thread is just still dangling. Yeah, and somehow Captain Hook is going to become important in the next episode, and I have no idea how.
1: Apparently, so. <laughs> <he's behind me. laughs>
0: yeah, so I'm excited about that. So, yeah, any any other thoughts on Once Upon a Time? Um, no, I think we
1: all covered it. I just, I'm, I think I really enjoy. I would like to see more of like the modern stuff in Fairy Tale Land. Oh, okay. Like present day, sorry. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. It's so hard it's like, yeah, I guess present day fairytale.
1: have to
0: keep these things right. Yeah, I would like to see more of that as well.
1: Just, I would like to figure out what happened there.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, I think that's what, that does it for me for that show. Okay, awesome.
0: And then the next one we were going to talk about is Revolution, which has now already had five episodes, which is kind of hard to believe we're five episodes into the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we hadn't talked about the last two episodes. And um, in episode four, the Plague Dogs, there were just a couple important things I wanted to mention before we get into the Soul Train episode, because uh, Maggie died in, in the Plague Dog episode. And yes. uh, other than Maggie's death, which was very sad... That episode kind of sucked because everyone was being, like, attacked by mad dogs. I was like, really? Okay.
1: Yeah. I can't find it in myself to, like, hate dogs. Like, they're too cute. (laughs) I don't care how mean they are. I still love them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not an animal person myself. I'm actually scared of dogs, but I don't Oh, see, I'm the opposite. (laughs) I love them. Well, you're, like, normal. I'm, like, abnormal to not like dogs. Like, I I, I feel like you kind of – it's one of those things, like – it's like Chandler and Friends. You have to, like, pretend you're oh. allergic, right? Because if you tell people you don't like dogs, they'll think you're a serial killer. So, <laughs> so dear listeners, please, I promise you I'm not a serial killer. Um, so, <laughs>
1: But she doesn't like dogs. So, But I don't you know. like
0: dogs. Uh, um, but I don't know. Like, that whole storyline just was so – I don't know. It just didn't – I didn't get into it. But the Maggie dying was really sad because Maggie was pretty cool and – her flashback about about her kids, like the fact that she—that was something I hadn't thought about before. Like, what if the the power all went off when you were on a different continent than your family, Ugh, and you was... had to get over there? And while I do think there would still be able to, they would be still be able to build ships, um, and that would probably be a top priority, and they yeah. would figure it out, <laughs> and she would have been able to get over
1: there. It
0: was still well, I think very if they could
1: run like. Old school trains they can figure out some type of ship.
0: Yeah, I think they totally could have could have figured it out. Um it's like people didn't have like didn't become didn't lose their IQs just because the power went off. Like I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. But I, I did think that the way that story played with her emotions, her trying, like going to all these ports, walking across the whole country, um, was, yeah, really that was compelling emotional. Yeah, it was really compelling and, and those flashbacks where she had been sort of short with her kids and been like, I don't have time to t- tell you a story right before the power went off. You know, it was just yeah. so heartbreaking. Because it's like, that's so true to life. Because you, you know, you you do things like that to your family. Like you, that's just so realistic. You have those moments with them. And then if that was the last moment you ever talked to them, how how heartbreaking that would be. Oh, yeah. So, and yeah, it's just so horrible. Those poor little kids, they're so young and did not be able to see their mom again. It's just, it's very heartbreaking.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I did like that. It was like cool that of them stuff.
1: to like develop her like that, just <laughs> as they killed her off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's TV for us, right? Oh gosh, they, yes. They have to they have to do that to us. <laughs> yeah, so her dying um, was just was really sad, and but I had known she was gonna leave the show because she wasn't in any of the press materials. Like online, she wasn't listed as a regular anymore. So they kind of showed their hand that she wasn't going to last. So I wasn't
1: really surprised. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Like, you remember when Vampire Diaries killed Vicky? Right. They still, like, they never gave any hint. She was in all the promo material and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important that at the beginning, before
0: the show ever starts, don't act like your show is something it is seven episodes in. Like, yeah. don't promote it like it's seven episodes and promote it like it's the beginning. Like, have yes. have Ma- have the actress who plays Maggie listed as a regular before mm-hmm. and then change it later. Yeah. Yeah. Amateurs. Amateurs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Shows need to be smarter about, about promos and all of those things. They need to Yeah. Because, like, be as smarter. viewers,
1: we know that by now. Like, we've watched enough and we're also present on the internet that if someone's not listed as a regular, we're going to know.
0: Yeah. So rest in peace, Maggie, and hopefully humanity will get its act together and figure out how to build ships that can cross the ocean.
1: Yeah, Because let me tell
0: you, they could do that in the ancient world, so come on. Let's figure this stuff out.
1: Yeah, I mean, seriously, we were like, Leif Erikson was crossing the Atlantic at what year? Like, we can't manage it now? Yeah, and I mean, you know...
0: I know it's hard to, it's a little bit different when you're going from the from the U.S., but, I mean, Alexander the Great figured out a way to get from Greece all the way to India without, yeah. <laughs> you know, so come on, you know, soldier yeah. up. You guys can, can figure this out. So it'll be interesting to see the way they, uh, if they go into any of these things. They probably won't, but...
1: Anyways. No, <laughs> but, just going to make everyone super incompetent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they do have trains, as we learned in episode five. Soul Train, the trains do work. And I, I remember when I would first watch the pilot, I was thinking, well, can't they just have trains? And and then I and then I thought, oh, well, maybe there's something about like they can't even use, you know, they can't even get power from anything anymore because physics have changed. But it seems like they can get power from 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 burning wood. So. uh there are sources of power still. It didn't yeah, change the way For some reason, I just assumed, physics... like, oh,
1: it, since we don't see any of that, it must be that whatever knocked power out, knocked that out, too. Exactly. But it seems like. It's like, why don't they make it more? How is it taking 15 years to get a trip?
0: Going. Well, I'm wondering if the the issue isn't that it's taken them that long to do it. It's that the militia is controlling it. So it's, it's like they still have guns, right? And they still have, um, but like the militia controlling it. And so maybe with yeah, trains as well, it seems that um, that the armed people took control of that. But I guess they, they, they want to use that as leverage to keep their power. Um, uh, power figuratively, not not energy wise (laughs) (laughs) um but so yeah i guess that's what we're supposed to believe but i would i really want to know more about the militia the way they took over how much control they have there's been talk of some other some other republics like they they mentioned other other state names or yeah i love
1: that map that we got a shot of
0: oh i need to go back and watch it what did the map show
1: well, okay. There was like, I'm trying to remember. I didn't write everything down. One of them was like the California Commonwealth. Another one was like wastelands, which was really depressing. And my favorite, though, was just Texas. Oh, <laughs> nothing else. Just Texas is like, well, finally, we get to be our own country again. Great. And they are just Texas. That oh my gosh. Awesome. They need
0: to go visit Texas. That would be fun. There has to be, like, some reason for them to have to, like, go visit Texas. <laughs> I want to yes. see. It would be funny if, like, Texas, Texas is, like, exactly the same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Everything like, else been waiting for this perfect... is
0: totally different, but Texas is the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be yeah, funny. no, that was my favorite. And then we learned that the Monroe-, Monroe Republic is basically the entire, like, upper northeast. Pretty much, like, until the Mississippi.
0: That's important to know. That's Yes. Okay, so that's a lot of states.
1: Yeah, so it's I mean, more it, wasn't than just much, Illinois, it wasn't much bigger I knew than it any was, of the other ones.
0: Okay, it's not much bigger. So he's, so basically, he has all these other rivals of different commonwealths, and so he wants to get the power so bad because he wants to have leverage to be able to like be in charge of everybody.
1: Yeah, because it, it just looks like it's going back into like – Almost like kind of like how like Europe used to be with everyone always changing sides and fighting for like borderlands and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this, um, at the end of the episode, we learn eventually like Rachel finally talks and she says that, um, She she finally reveals sort of what she knows about the power, and it's the idea that there are 12 pendants to turn the power back on, so now I Mm -hmm. guess that's going to be the thing Monroe's after, gathering all the pendants, um, all those little special necklaces, and as we know, Aaron, uh, Zach, Aaron, what's his name? I the actor's name is one of those names that I can't remember. (laughs) It's the actor or the character,
1: is he Zach or Aaron? I think, I think he's his aaron. name is zach in the show okay he's zach on the show i think so i don't I, do you want me to google that i can check just double check one of the names is his character and one of the names is his actor <laughs> okay i honestly so it I'm, takes me forever to get character names down yeah well not, so i like, remember writing <laughs> it in my
0: recap and i just remember i can't remember if zach was the one in parentheses as the actor or if aaron was the one i think aaron's the character name What's cool about the fact that 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 knowledge finally goes to Monroe is that now it's going to make him a target and not just be about finding these these Matheson kids, you
1: know. Yeah. Uh, And because here's the thing. So um, Neville's son. I love we found out. I love
0: that twist. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. So exciting. He he knows that. They have it. Because he saw that necklace. Oh, he did. And he saw that pattern. Okay, his the character's name is Aaron. Okay.
0: Character's I name is wrong. Aaron. Okay, good. And is
1: the actor Zach something? <laughs> yes. Zach Orth.
0: Yes, okay. Zach Orth Jack is the name the of the cave. actor. Yes. Okay. So Zach is Orth plays Aaron. So yeah, Aaron has the necklace. Uh Neville's son, whose real name is Jason, not Nate. Nate was a cover. Yes. Jason saw that when he was hanging out with them so he knows and then like somebody took Grace's right and is Grace alive or is she dead Uh, I can't remember I remember like remember that man like attacked her then yeah he came to the house and he he was was wearing one that he was wearing one of those pendants too right didn't he have one I think he was, and then I think she sure. was scared when she saw him, and then when the other people came to the house, she wasn't there anymore, but she might still be alive, you know, she might be like. So captured. how many pendants
1: have we seen? Is it just two?
0: Well, I guess three then, because she had one, Grace yes. had one, the guy who came to capture her, I think he had one, and then there is uh, the one that Aaron has that, that had belonged yes. to the dad.
1: Okay, so, yeah, so that's three. That's three we've seen.
0: Yeah. So and, and there are now twelve altogether. If
1: Monroe talks to Neville and his son, then he'll know that Aaron and that whole group has one. Yes, and yes. that does not mean that that means bad things.
0: That means bad things. I'll, and I, I, but I wonder if if Jason will want give to up will give up the information. Maybe he is now that we know he's the kid of. Neville, that changes everything because, in terms of his motivations, it's not like he didn't join up to uh, because
1: he's an asshole. Because he's an a- yeah,
0: exactly. He was sort of born into this family uh, that was already part of the militia, and so it makes you wonder what are his true feelings. Maybe he, maybe he'll end up joining with the rebels because he's you know likes Charlie so much.
1: Oh yeah, he does because he did uh,
0: he did save. Save Charlie's life on the train, even when his father, you know, was demanding him to hand her over.
1: Yeah, gosh, so. it's like it's so embarrassing how into her he is. He's that <laughs> boy needs a better poker face.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because in the Neville flashbacks, we saw sort of I-, I liked his backstory of of sort of how he becomes the man he is now, where he had had all these yeah. skills but belie- believed that violence was wrong but then eventually he gets pushed over the edge after the after the mm-hmm. um the blackout and you see that little boy and even though i should have known because i've watched tv before i should have realized yeah. that little boy was going to
1: grow up was going to be important like later yeah. I, I, mean, I was i was totally shocked i was watching with <laughs> my boyfriend and he guessed it so fast oh my gosh i felt so dumb
0: <laughs> <laughs> it totally didn't occur to me and then when you, once you realize it, you're like oh yeah of course i can totally see it i can see it yeah. oh wow
1: yeah after yeah, after he pointed out I was like You're probably right And it became really obvious After the rest of the episode Like oh yeah It has to be him
0: Yeah So I, I'm really excited Because I had Sort of felt like Neville didn't really have A lot to do And to have such an amazing actor In the role And not it's have him Perfect I love Not him. have him doing stuff I was very like kind of like huh and so finally now he's getting some more meaty story and also his wife is played by kim raver who is also a really good actress and so i i figure she's gonna have more important things to do in future episodes as well yeah i don't think they would
1: cast kim raver just to be a wife with a couple scenes exactly exactly
0: and the fact that she was waiting there to greet him it seems that you know they have a certain position in this in this government, and and, yes, she, and she does as well. Perhaps you know what I mean. Like I wonder what she does. What's her skills? What are what's her job? Yeah, you know, she's not out there working at the militia, but maybe she does something else for the for the government.
1: Yeah, maybe politics or something.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, and I want to see more flashbacks between that scene where Neville's beating up the guy in his house, and his wife and kid see him, and mm-hmm. then. How do they get from that moment to the militia? Like, I'm very interested to see a little more of that flashback.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the I I do like how they're kind of slowly revealing the backstory to all these characters. It's very lost like of them.
0: Yeah, that's true. You
1: it kind is. of a piece by piece, and everything makes a little bit more sense.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and it's also interesting that with the. The like the what are, the rebels that mm-hmm. they're not being painted as necessarily the right side. Yeah, that they're basically using terrorist tactics because they. Yeah, that was a little harsh. That was really harsh. Like what Nora, the guy that Nora is teaming up with. Like he's the last one left because it's basically he's kind sort of been driven to it because so many people have died. He's kind of become so desperate. The the mm-hmm. other the other uh, rebel guy was so desperate you know you could see he was sort of being controlled by his emotions rather than mm-hmm. uh like it sort of made him go a little crazy and then i think i think seeing that made nora realize she had sort of been the same way that she was putting um that she was when when she said yes to do that and then she realized what that meant i think it made her it was kind of a wake up call for her to realize just because i lost my kid i had a miscarriage doesn't mean i can go blow everybody up you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> like, I think it finally, like, that was kind of like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I have to, I, I can, like, step outside myself and see what's really going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I thought that was definitely a bit extreme.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, and one thing I was wondering was, like, why did, why did Miles have to get off the train after Charlie got kicked off the train? Like, okay, she got off the train, whatever. Why doesn't he still save his son? Like, he could, or his nephew. He could still <laughs> save his
1: nephew. I mean, maybe he's just trying to protect
0: her. I know, he was. Oh. And it's like, but it's just, like, annoying because, like, we've seen Miles fight off, like, 14 armed guys. Yeah. You're on a train with four other guys. You that. can't go get, you can't save the son. We have to, like, like, our then-nephew. I keep going. he's somebody's son I don't know I guess I guess it was important for him to get back to back to Monroe's camp because they had to use him as leverage and so that propelled that story forward that once he was there Rachel would finally talk yeah so
1: I mean I think I don't know I'm just getting the vibe he's gonna turn
0: yeah I do feel like he's at least him and Neville I feel like there's going to be something going on with those two where there's some loyalty or.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just can't see him making it out of this and not joining the militia. Just the way they're framing it, it seems like he's just. Being drawn just a little bit by bit, kind yeah. of into it. Or
0: maybe his mom, when his mom goes and talks to him, you know, maybe they'll escape together.
1: That would be nice.
0: I don't know. I guess I'd be too happy there'll probably be something where he'll be really upset with her. Because he'll, yeah. le- he'll learn, he'll, maybe they'll tell him well, here's the truth about your mom and then he'll be all horrified and not trust her. Because yeah, we still don't know the circumstances of her surrender, right? Like We saw her in the Play Dog episode at the end uh, Rachel goes to Monroe's camp and she surrenders to Miles. She's, she's like I'm, I, I, here I am, like I said I would be. Mm-hmm. Like something like that. And so we still don't know the circumstances of why she turned herself in.
1: I mean, there must have been some of like threatening blackmail, or something.
0: Exactly. It must be. Real have, intense. There must have been something. However, maybe there's more to it because there does seem to be this I don't know. There seems to be this relationship between Monroe and, and her. Yes. Where it's not ju- she's not just a prisoner. Well,
1: yeah, they definitely have, them,
0: um, and, and with my lives, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like maybe there's more, I don't know. I'm very confused. I, I want to know more about it. Yeah. And I still it, don't like to kind of get like, I, he, I feel like he's in love with her, right? That's what it seemed like. It seemed like he was in love with her and that's why he wasn't, um, like
1: he got real close to her face when he was whispering his threats.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a, Yeah. It didn't stop him from torturing her, having her tortured.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, love only goes so far. But he is, you know, I
0: think he has become kind of a he has become a twisted man uh, throughout this last fifteen years. So,
1: yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what's going on. Can she call them like you're one of my. She said like you're one of my good friends. Yeah, exactly. So there's got
0: to be more going on. I need to know yes. more about that whole thing. So I, I'm getting, I'm, yes. I'm getting more excited about the show. I mean, I still think, I still think it doesn't. I still think the character Charlie doesn't work very well. The actress and everything. It just, yeah. It
1: Although just, I was impressed, the little girl in the flashbacks this week looked just like the actress. Oh yeah,
0: she totally did. Plays now. I was impressed by that. Yeah, actually, so, somebody on Twitter was saying like, "Oh, where she, they must have found her in the same place they found the young Snow on Once Upon a Time." Oh, yeah, like right? where oh, do they find gosh. these actresses per- that look just perfect. like the <laughs> that look just like the the older ones? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that was good, and then like the preview for next week made me really <laughs> upset. I well, have, it's not I next week. The it's, for next week. It's not. It's two weeks from okay. the last episode. Like I think they said. No, I think it's not going to be on this week because it's, um, the debate Mm -hmm. and yeah, the preview that they showed at the end was basically like them going to some kind of brothel and like Charlie having to be involved in the brothel. And so I, it did not make me happy. So Ugh, just because you don't have power doesn't mean <laughs> that she has to become a prostitute. Like, I just, no. So we're going to, I mean, I'm sure that some, it's part of some plan, you know, like they're, yeah. or they get kidnapped. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll get her out of it at the last minute because, you know, this is ABC, but, or sorry, NBC. Um, I'm sure they'll get her out of it, but it's still just, I don't want to see that.
1: Yeah, I just... No, that's my right. No, (laughs) yeah.
0: So we'll see. And oh, the other thing that annoyed me in terms of the power thing was Monroe was saying, was trying to make this whole speech like how the reason why Cortez defeated the Aztecs was because of technology, like as if like you know basically giving that as a precedent for why he needs to get the power because then he'll be able to have all like once he gets control of the technological power then he'll have the political power right but the truth is that it was not technology that defeated the aztecs it was disease and so you know what yeah. if he actually wanted to learn from history he might go get some disease <laughs> and spread that <laughs> around because that's really the way if you want to commit commit genocide and win an entire continent
1: that's how you yeah. do it it's i mean not you think technology. somebody who was in charge of this huge like military strategy based ruling would have a Knowledge. They need to
0: hire better historians because the, tr- the 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 type of guns that 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 the conquistadors had at that time were so crappy that it they didn't really give them much of an advantage over, uh over yeah. the over the Aztecs. It was like you know you could only shoot one shot at a time. They were in the jungle. They would a lot of times the powder would get wet. It would it would get too humid and they wouldn't even build a shot shoot. So like the guns were not actually that great and the swords that they had, you had to be up really close. So they didn't actually mm-hmm. give them the fact that they had swords and and uh and guns weren't at, was not actually the reason why they why they had any superiority in terms of the yeah. fighting. Yeah. there and and that myth about about them sort of seeing that them in in this, uh, armor, and, and having blue eyes, and then them just, like, dropping in worship is, is a myth. There were people mm-hmm. who were surprised at, at, when they first saw the conquistadors, but that did not last. Once they started shooting things at them, they realized <laughs> they were not friendly gods to worship. Like, th- that thing did not last. Like, the, the Aztecs were not idiots. Yeah, and I mean, I think... This is just a case it's of the writers a, not doing their research. Yeah. It's just it's very much it's that first grade story. It's that second grade story. Yeah. It's like when you learn the story of Columbus and uh, and then later in college you learn the real story of Columbus. It's like uh, that's dude. the same thing. It's like the, the <laughs> research story. Monroe is telling the story that he what he learned in elementary school rather than the actual story which is much more complicated you
1: probably should not base military (laughs) strategy on just an fyi to all future dictators yeah but it's just so funny because when i um
0: i'm a i'm a grad student and i i i ta world history and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I always have to remind my students, we'll say it over and over again, because they have this story they, they already have in their minds from what they, they learned when they were little. And it's really hard to try to teach them that that's wrong. And so <laughs> it's one of those things <laughs> that I've hammered at them so many times that then when I see somebody saying it, I'm like, what? Seriously? <laughs> Haven't I said this 10 <laughs> times? And of course, you know, it's not like he's my student, but it's still like, oh, like how many times I have to say this? <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, it's just the perpetuated mythology that people have on history. You can't really. Fighting a losing war. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, that's part of when I think too much about this thing
0: because there are these ideas that technology changed everything. And in some cases, it did. Like, for example, the machine gun allowed imperialism in, in africa if it wasn't for the machine gun uh, you know that would probably not have been possible like certain weapons are so much better than the weapons that we had before that um and better in a and not in a good way <laughs> better, <laughs> better in terms of more effective uh you know there are certain weapons that did revolutionali- revolutionize warfare yes. um but that happened a lot later than the
1: Aztecs. <laughs> yeah. It- wasn't in the uh 15th century I don't
0: think no no so anyways (laughs) that's just me as a history nerd getting
1: getting complaining (laughs) you should write you should write a strongly worded letter to the writer's room (laughs) excuse me if you need a history consultant I know
0: I'd be like can I be your history consultant because I actually have done a lot of uh warfare history because uh since I've that's basically what history is half the time. Yep. <laughs> I I could, I could help them with some of their, some of their technological stuff. Um, you know, I, I could help them out. I'd be willing to do it. <laughs> Go just f- find their Twitter accounts and find tweets. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so revolution and any other thoughts?
1: Um, no, I think we covered a lot of it. I just, I like the mythology stuff more than I'm liking some of the character driven stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which needs to be figured out pretty quickly. Yeah. At least in terms of characters, at least I'm getting, at least I still really like Miles and I'm getting more involved in Neville and I'm curious about Rachel and Sebastian and stuff. But I don't know. I just wish Charlie, I I don't know what is not working about her her lack of personality or her so, lack of... She kind
1: of seems like almost like a stock character. She,
0: yeah, and she kind of has, like, two or three expressions and two or three attitudes that she just does over and over again. Like, she's always either annoyed or shocked or, like, horrified and... Mm-hmm. Or scared. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. it just, there's not, like, a lot of... Whereas... Miles has a lot more going on beneath the surface than just those kind of things. And so it just kind of shows her to be sort of, yeah, she's kind of a tool uh, for the story <laughs> because she is the one who has, she's the innocent one.
1: Yeah. Um
0: she's the one who we're supposed to is supposed to give it stakes because her safety is important and she's the one like
1: yeah well they even they even kind of like hit that on the nose this week when Nora was saying to Miles like you need her now or was it it wasn't this week it was when um Maggie was talking to Miles last week mm. and she was like you need her Charlie can help you and change you and oh yeah they were being quite not subtle about that yeah yeah, that that was. So, I didn't uh, like that. I, I prefer more subtlety. Yeah. So hopefully
0: there'll be more now that they've gotten some of this stuff out of the way and some of that stuff set up. Now maybe more interesting things can happen. Yeah. I hope so. So, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not going to be on this week, um, but next week we mm-hmm. can we can have new. Uh, new revolution. And, and the ratings are doing well, so oh, it, it's, good. it's worked out for NBC, I guess, to put it on after The Voice. Um, I mean, I guess they're not as... I think they've dropped a little bit, but they're still pretty good. So I, I don't think it's in danger of getting cancelled.
1: Well, if it's doing well at NBC, then I'm pretty sure it'll be around for at least six seasons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The only shows that have been cancelled so far are are Made maiden Jersey, which is CBS, and Animal mm-hmm. Practice, which I don't remember what network Animal Practice was on, but both of those shows have been canceled yeah. so far. And then uh, they they ordered more episodes of Last Resort and Six Six Park, but the ratings have been really bad for those two shows.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't know if the fact that more episodes were ordered necessarily means another means something too good. It just means. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I yeah.
1: think, I think, I'm I'm glad that the gradients are doing well, so they can have t- some time.
0: Yeah, I think the show just needs some time, time to to develop more. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then the next show on our list is Arrow which we had our second episode this week. And I have, I have been waiting for the second episode for, you know, like four months because I had <laughs> seen the first episode at Comic-Con and I'm like waiting, waiting to find out more. Um, what did you think of the second episode? I liked it better, I think, than the first
1: episode. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I liked mostly because I liked um, the main character. I liked uh, Stephen, oh God, what's his last name? Uh, I forgot his last name. Amel. Yes. He, I liked his performance better in this episode. And that's what was one of the things that was not working for me in the pilot.:
0: it, He'd have more room to grow with the character. and yeah. um, I, I still I still don't think, you know, he didn't really have that charm I really wanted him to have. Um, mm-hmm. And when he's acting like the drunk, bad boy. It didn't feel very convincing to me, but like I felt like his mom should be like, "What's going on with this kid?" I don't know. But it was definitely—I think it was better. His acting was better, Um, and and I'm definitely—I think he'll keep improving. Yeah, when you're the when you're the it's it's like think about Smallville with with who's the main Smallville actor. (laughs) I can't remember any um, names. Tom, uh, uh, Tom. I don't even remember. Tom something. Hot model. Okay. So he was like this hot model who gets hired to play Clark Kent um, and play like seven years younger than him.
1: And Yeah. Fir- that was ridiculous. At, at
0: first he comes off being really dumb and, you know. He doesn't have a lot of complexity with any of his expressions, but he really, Tom Welling, Tom Welling, he really did grow a lot throughout those seasons, so when you are, um, and Amel's already up, up a leg, I think, because he was a little more uh, experienced, I think, um, and so I think it's one of those things where he'll really, he'll grow a lot and with the role, because when you are the main when you are the title character in one of these shows, you know a lot is on your shoulders. And, yeah, it
1: really rests. He has to do well, and I
0: think you get all that experience by how much you have to be on set and how much you have to do. It's like you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot, and I, I'm he's already like you said he was already an improvement from the pilot, so I'm sure that will continue. I'm sure that will that will continue even more. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and uh, I I didn't. I was really disappointed with Kelly Hu because I love her yeah. so much. I love her so much, and I knew—I mean, I knew the China White character has that white hair. Um, mm-hmm. But you didn't have to give her bangs that covered her whole face and well, a wig was, that covered her whole face the whole time she was fighting. It's like you could have had anybody in that in that wig if that's I what you're going to do. Was it
1: supposed? Was the character supposed to be wearing a wig? I don't know. Because if it was supposed to be her actual hair, that was a fail on every see, level. See, that's
0: one thing I was hoping was I was hoping like maybe she was going to – I knew I'd seen pictures of the wig in the um, promos, and so I knew the wig was going to be bad. But I was kind of thinking, oh, well, maybe that's like her crime fighting – her crime – well, I guess not crime persona. fighting, but her – maybe that's like her when she goes out to fight, she puts on the wig. And I thought maybe yeah. we'll see real Kelly Who without the wig that covers a third of her face – um, yeah, and we didn't see that. In other parts of the scene, you know, to kind of get into her. Because like, if you hire an actress uh, who, one, is so gorgeous, and two, mm-hmm. is actually a good actress, why would you completely defeat that by covering her up in a wig <laughs> that completely
1: covers her yeah, face that and was, not let her, like, do anything? That definitely took you expression. out of the episode. You're like, well, wait, what is on her head right now? Yeah,
0: so it annoyed me. I mean, I get that they're trying to be, like, realistic, but it's like, there's a lot of stuff they've changed. Like, it's not Star City, it's Starling City, and what else have they changed? They've changed a lot of stuff from the comics, so it's like, and and the costume they've given Arrow is a lot cooler than, you know, it looks like. If they had, like, directly taken it from the comic books, uh, it would probably look cheesy, you know? They they do a lot of stuff to make it seem, like, uh, better for television in modern day. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some things that work better in the comics than they do on screen. Yeah. And china white's hair is one of those things so you'd think they would they would change it like they don't have to be exactly like the comics well
1: even if they wanted to give her white hair I'm, there's, they could have found a different wig yeah like i know wigs on tv are never
0: i know they're particularly
1: strong but that one really took it to a new level
0: yeah at least like the fight scenes you know was good were good it was just like i kept on getting distracted it was just—it was disappointing because it was like it could have been anybody because there weren't really a lot of close-ups on her face or anything. Like, so it was just hard to. It was like I just feel like Kelly, who was kind of wasted. Um, yes. Uh, but it, it, you know, I, I'm thinking we'll see her again. You know, and maybe yeah, when they, they bring her, her back, because she didn't die or anything, mm-hmm. and so it, maybe when they bring her back, they'll do it better.
1: Yeah, I think maybe they'll have her without the wig or something.
0: Yeah, like she could come in. And be, like, you know, because she, she could be, like, undercover. And, I mean, I guess she's somehow involved in some drug trade stuff is sort of her deal. Um, yeah, and, that uh, was not quite clear. I don't know. They, they can definitely do more with her. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they'll do more with her in the future. And uh, the I guess the my favorite part of the episode was... Maybe the um, the Oliver and Laurel stuff, like kind of them bonding. I don't know. What did you think of that?
1: I I thought I liked it. I don't know. I thought there was good chemistry. Yeah,
0: at first, like I feel like they are kind of overplaying. I don't know Laurel's reaction at the courthouse when she sees. Ollie, there, and like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, you don't own the courthouse. <laughs> um, but then what, what the, I guess the thing I liked about it was we learned basically Laurel is has been in the last episode, and I didn't know if this was going to continue, but I guess it is that she is usually involved in a court case with whoever Oliver is beating <laughs> up, right? Like every single episode, it's going to happen. Yeah, like because I guess everybody on that list is somebody she's prosecuting.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's that's,
0: that's convenient. Um, but what's kind of what what I kind of like about that is it kind of shows Laurel to be really awesome because basically, she first of all she didn't need five years on an island to figure out she wants to save the world, and mm-hmm. she's already doing it. She's been working on it, and she's like, I like that her father's like you know, trying to be all protective of her but she's like you know I need to she cares about more than her own safety she's like you know what I need to live my life and this stuff is really important and she's very like she has a lot of passion for what she does and so I like that she's really trying to save the world it's just that she does it legally and without an outfit and arrows
1: yeah well I think it definitely is setting up for if they do go the black canary route with her it's setting her up as someone who would be it'd be likely for her to do that like saving the world and crime because fighting because we already stuff. see that passion
0: that she has so it would be really easy to believe she would uh she would want to go further
1: yeah definitely like that would it makes it it seems to fit in her character yeah and I guess it sets up a, a reason
0: for them to have a lot of run-ins as well mm-hmm. and and I guess it's kind of like it's one of those things where it's like kind of like Oliver saving her but he doesn't have to it doesn't need to be like her being a damsel necessarily, if they play this out in different, like, this week, you know, he was there in the apartment when they got attacked, um, but I doubt this gonna happen every week, you know, but I like the idea that, in some ways, he's, it, it brings them closer together without him directly and not being a problem where she's necessarily kidnapped or something, it being a problem that they're both working on the same problem, like, they're mm-hmm. both, they're both working on the same thing, rather yeah. than her being a tool or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah. One thing I did find really hilarious with like between the two of them was when he came over for ice cream and it was like the most romantic setting possible. Oh. And she was like, I don't want anything like that. Like, We're done. (laughs) But I'm going to
0: allow these candles. Well, you know, it's not a, (laughs) it's not a television scene unless you have more candles than normal people. Like, (laughs) like what is with people on TV? in candles it's ridiculous
1: yeah no i did like how she had them in the fireplace though it made me wish i had a fireplace so i could do that
0: yeah that was that was i noticed that that was nice
1: from an interior decorating perspective i really liked yeah,
0: it yeah yeah it's probably like from a fire <laughs> safety point it's probably the safest place to have your candles right you know One yeah, it's knocked yeah, it's over not it's that. just on some you know it's in the fireplace that that helps <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. They like to do that, I guess, with TV. Um, I mean, obviously, we know they're going to, like, hook up at some point.
1: But Oh, gosh, yeah. They're kind of forcing it down our throats. We don't really have a choice. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it wasn't like I really, it wasn't like I liked those scenes because of their sexual chemistry. It's just that I sort of liked that those were more character-based. It was, like, yeah. part of this storyline where um, we could learn a little bit about their history and, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how how that goes. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully she won't be, like, a target every week in terms of her life being threatened. Because that would get boring. But it would be kind of cool if they maybe were working together occasionally. Or maybe with or without her knowing it. Like, it'll be... I wonder if she and Arrow... Would become allies without her knowing Arrow is Ollie. You know what I mean? It seems
1: like, like it's he so could far. start. She just remember her that conversation with her dad?
0: Yeah, she was like, "He's doing good things." Exactly. Exactly. It'll kind of be like it kind of be like Lois Lane and Superman, where yes. Lois Lane, you know, is is becomes very invested in Superman without knowing he's Clark Kent. And so mm-hmm. I could see something like that happening where she starts realize realizing what Arrow's is doing and sort of supporting it, but. But then thinking, Ollie's this loser, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't.
1: I mean, I don't see her. I mean, I don't see the whole "I'm a party boy with no care in the world" lasting very long. I was in. I was
0: surprised they decided to go that route in in terms of um, Oliver deciding that was the persona he was going to take on because he didn't. There's a bunch of other things he could have done. Yeah, because first of all, why does he want? Why doesn't he want to run the company? If, if the if every single person he's fighting is like a corporate guy, why wouldn't you want to become in, in control of this corporation? Like it seems like every single person he's fighting are these big business people. Like why doesn't he get in the fight and be and be in charge of of what's their company called? I don't remember. Uh, uh, Queen Industries. Queen Industries. <laughs> yeah, Queen Industries. So yeah. if you're like this huge company. In the city, that and all you're fighting are other big businesses. Like, why would you let Walter control it when he's? I mean, we know he's corrupt and the wife is corrupt, uh, but I guess Oliver doesn't know that. But it's like you'd think he could suspect it, and he might even know we haven't seen all the flashbacks. He may know his mother is involved, and that's why he's being so like reticent with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't really, it didn't really make sense his decision like oh i'm sorry you you need more time to like work on your abs so you can't you can't work at the company
1: like he does all his work at night not to work on his abs
0: (laughs) don't give him that idea well it's like he he does all his crime fighting at night anyways why can't you run a company during the day oliver
1: or like even if he doesn't want to run the company there could have been a million excuses like you know oh corporate greed doesn't mean anything to me anymore so i just don't want to do it yeah like he doesn't have to like show up drunk into an event and like remember he said at the end like I have to dishonor your memory like you don't really have to do that yeah I mean I guess
0: it was good that he did it because it as a bonus it kind of puts his mom and the and her cronies off his trail because the yes. mom there's that uh, limo conversation near the end and she, the mom says you know he doesn't he doesn't um like does, this basically his behavior proves it doesn't know anything right so yeah. But like he doesn't he doesn't know that that's happening. Exactly. I would like it more if he knew that and was like intentionally doing it because of that, but since he doesn't know and it's just happening, it's like it just seems dumb. Um, yeah, but I bet he'll want to get involved in the company once he learns about his mom and Walter and they're you know, he'll want to take back the company once he learns more about what they're up to. Because clearly she's corrupt, and, and she was – but it does kind of seem also that maybe it's not necessarily of her free will. Like, it's not like she's in charge, you mm-hmm. know, because she seemed a little bit scared when she was in there. Like, she was trying to convince them that her son wasn't involved. Yeah, it
1: looks like she's kind of, like, maybe like in debt or something to that shady yeah. organization.
0: Yeah, like she owes them something. Like, she kind of has to answer to them. Yeah. And, and that little organization, they have, like, a mysterious symbol that was also on the um, on Oliver's dad's notebook, Yes. So, like, there's some kind of of uh, organization with a special symbol, and also they sabotage the yacht.
1: Yeah, that was a good twist.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's very like that. upsetting. So that that's going to bring everything to a whole other level of when that gets revealed, because then they caused the death of, uh, you know, Laurel's sister, and mm-hmm. Oliver's dad, and all his other people, and so... That adds a little more urgency to them rather than them just being corrupt, corrupt business guys. They're also, you know, murderers.
1: Yeah. I mean, God, Oliver is not going to be happy when he figures that out. No. Oh, my. He's going to be so mad. Yeah.
0: I wonder how long it will take him to figure out his mom is involved in in this stuff.
1: I mean, probably three episodes for as subtle as she's been. (laughs)
0: Good point. I guess Oliver just needs to put one of his recorder arrows in her in her room. <laughs> that was so dumb. I loved it, though. Like, I kind of <laughs> am obsessed with the cheesy arrows. Like, I want them to have a weird one every week. Like, I want them to have one that does something pretty insane, like, every week.
1: I want him... This arrow cures like, cancer. If, like, he and Laurel start dating, like, an arrow that has, like, a dress on it that you can wear or something, you're, like, you have gifts, it's like shooting an arrow into her apartment or something. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I'm really... I'm actually really excited because one thing, I'm I'm not a huge uh, buff on these comics. I haven't really read them, um, but I know about them from Smallville and from, like, Mm -hmm. I've listened to a podcast that kind of described all the Green Arrow stuff, giving background and then also the special features on one of the Smallville DVDs when Green Arrow came on. There was like this whole history of the character that I watched. And it kind yeah. of told it told the story of Green Arrow, and one of the things it was showing was like some of the arrows through through time, and there used to be one that, um, when the arrow hit, it was like a boxing glove came out and punched you in the face. <laughs> Um, like there were all kinds of cheesy, insane ones, like cheesy, insane arrows, like, I, and I've like searched them on Wikipedia to see. So it, it, it's become a lot more sophisticated in present day, you know, but I do I would just do like, more
1: and more ridiculous every week. <laughs> I
0: would like Daddy's to have one. like, kind of a little bit of an ode to those cheesy arrows to have like some some kind of ridiculous yeah, lens like,
1: if an arrow with like a punching, like a like a boxing glove comes out at one time, oh my god! Yeah,
0: that was in the comics. They had one with the boxing glove. That was the one. The I comics. would die. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be fun. And actually, I really I want to read Year One because apparently this this version of Arrow of the Green Arrow, this adapt- adaptation, is based on the Year One comics, and you can buy it like uh, as like a trade paperback, like com- compiling all the Year One comics. And have you read mm-hmm. any of that?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I have not. So I'm really,
0: ex- I really want to buy that and read it because I want to learn a little more about about um, sort of the source material. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to like learn a little more about Green Arrow because m- what I've read so far is just you know from um, sort of searching online and from. Mm-hmm. From documentaries and from podcasts, and I haven't actually read the comics themselves. So
1: the Green Arrow I'm most familiar with was the one from the actually the Justice League cartoon. Oh, okay. I watched that like really like a lot in high school. Oh, okay. And because I know Green Arrow and Black Canary were in those comic books, and I like loved the two of them, or not the comic books. Sorry, the the TV show, the TV show, Mm -hmm. and they're my favorite. I was such a little shipper. Yeah, and it'll be interesting since they were in the Justice
0: League um, if at some point they ever try to bring in other members of the Justice League to the show.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to see if they can do that.
0: Yeah, somebody was saying saying, uh, some theory that there was this this idea that... um, uh, John Barrowman is, you know. Last week, I was trying to remember there was somebody from Doctor Who who was going to be on the show. Um, it's John. Oh, Bar- it's John Barrowman. Yeah, let me just double check. That's the right person. Oh, I'm not. He's so. He's Isn't so he the charming. one who played? Uh, he played. He had his own show that was like a spinoff of Doctor Who, right? Yeah, Torchwood. Yeah, Torchwood. Yeah, that's the one.
1: Yeah. So, he plays Captain Jack Harkness, and he is flawless. Yeah. So
0: he's been cast, and. They were saying, like, he was some wealthy, some, like, he was playing some, like, mysterious millionaire or something. And some people were uh, speculating on uh, another podcast I listened to, The Televixen. She, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about that people who were speculating it was Bruce Wayne. But first of all, it's totally not going to be Bruce Wayne because they don't have Smallville the that, was never that. able to get the rights to put Bruce Wayne in over 10 years. Arrow's not going to get him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I they tried know. so hard to get those rights <laughs> they never did it so I don't think it would be Bruce Wayne just because it seems like there's no way they're going to put Bruce Wayne on television um, again it seems like until you know
1: yeah uh, I don't think they could I don't think they could afford Batman the rights no
0: but I thought it was re- just really cool just to re- a reminder like oh these things are all in the same world so it would be cool if they mm-hmm. could because we know the Huntress is coming up at some point and so I'm really excited about the Huntress oh. yeah because oh, she's involved that. in the bat. She's great yeah she's been cast in everything I don't. I didn't I don't really. Know. Wasn't familiar with the actress, so it wasn't like, oh, I know her. But I just I saw the picture of her. I think it was somebody who's, I like, gone. I don't remember her name. But yeah. yeah so the she's Huntress.
1: A female Batman in the comic books. So, sorry, say that again. Or you kind of cut. She's it almost kind of like a female Batman. Like she's motivated by like avenging her parents and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And
0: I know on the the. Did you ever watch that Birds of Prey show that was on the WB? That was I only on for I didn't know season? it
1: existed until like last year. I have no idea how I missed it.
0: Yeah, well, because you're really, you're young, so you probably <laughs> I'm a baby. You're really young, so you wouldn't probably have known. It was really kind of a bad show. However, yeah, the idea is guess. so cool. And in that one, the Huntress was the daughter of of Batman and Catwoman.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've read <laughs> I've read about the show. I've never seen it.
0: yeah. It, it, it's you can actually watch it all on. Um, the the wb dot com like they've got it they've got a a website that plays sort of old TV shows
1: yeah and that's why I watch Veronica Mars
0: yeah and they've got Birds of Prey on there if you're curious and want to see it um I've actually never finished the whole series I've only watched like the first few episodes I w- I want to finish it eventually I think even yeah, actually I've heard on it's the pretty CW bad, so I haven't yeah it is bad but it does have it has but I love like. You know, those characters are so cool, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has, because it has um, the Huntress. Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon, and she's Oracle at this point. She Mm -hmm. used to be Batgirl, and she no longer is, um, because she's in a wheelchair at the point in the show. Mm -hmm. And then there's this young girl who I think is going to grow up to be Black Canary. Yeah. um, But she has, like, these psychic powers. And um, I think, actually, her mom is... May, i don't know the way they do it in, in the, the comic t- books, in the tv black show Canary's
1: mother was like the first black canary yeah
0: exactly that's that's what they do in the show too um okay. and and so there's a little bit of stuff there so um but i don't know if in some of the i don't know what her superpowers are in the comic books other than um, like her she scream. has the canary call yeah but did <laughs> she have other superpowers stupid. too like did she have like psychic anything or
1: i'm a not sure. I never really read the comic books. I just... I've, I have some knowledge of them. Yeah. For, at, least, at least in the Lee show, she's had the Canary Call where yeah. she would, like, scream and they would, like, knock people out and stuff.
0: Yeah. I think they had, like, some extra stuff in the show. Like, they... Okay. They made... The Huntress and her... They called it this word. I can't remember, but they, like, were kind of like... They weren't like mutants, but they were kind of like mutants. Like, they had some special okay. powers. Um, like, there was sort of this idea that they called it this word, like, people with this extra... Something in this community, um, because because the, the Catwoman had something slightly some superpowers, and so she oh, got him from her okay. she got because obviously Batman we know he doesn't have any superpowers, but Catwoman had in this in this pathology and so she had passed okay. them down to her daughter. Like she had some enhanced, uh, like enhanced um, re- reflexes and agility and speed, like some little things like cat- that. Like reflexes, yeah, stuff like that. The hunter's did but, uh, but yeah, and then I know in, in some version of the Huntress, because I had been Googling her, because I love to Google things, uh, <laughs> she was Italian, which I was really excited about, because I'm Italian, and she was <laughs> um, like the daughter of a mob, of a mafia guy, or something. Like she was oh, some yeah, mob, sure. there was some mob involved. So there's been like various and encount- in, in, uh, uh, sort of versions of the Huntress, so I'm not sure what the one in, in Arrow is going to be if she's going to be uh, knowing about Batman or if she's going to be totally independent or, you know, what her...
1: Yeah, I'm guessing they're probably going to leave Batman out of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're kind of making it all over to kind of a little Batman knockoff.
0: Yeah, and especially just because they never mentioned him in Smallville. I feel like there has to be a reason. And
1: Yeah, I know they didn't have the rights yeah, to Batman exactly. in Smallville.
0: They just didn't have the rights. So it's like even... Yeah.
1: So. Like, I think the creators introducing Oliver, because they couldn't get Batman. Right. Like, he was kind of understanding, like, the closest they could get.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess he's he's very similar to Batman in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a little, um, you know, not as dark. Uh, it, in Arrow, they're they're kind of giving him a little more darkness. Uh, in this particular version, yeah, um, and then also he's got the liberal angle, which uh, Batman never really had. Mm-hmm. So s- that sort of th- this that whole Robin Hood angle is is different. But you know, he's like Batman in the sense he doesn't have any superpowers. He just ha- ha- is really rich and can build toys and is <laughs> awesome toys. But can build really awesome toys and all that stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I guess the next episode we're gonna get Deadshot, who's somebody who's in the comics. That that actually Deadshot I think came in on Smallville at some point. Did he? I feel like he did, but I could be uh I mean there's so many years in Smallville. I uh. <laughs> I know. I can't get track of that. So true. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that was interesting in the episode was that the bodyguard is is really picking up on on the fact that Oliver is is has some talents.
1: Yeah, the bodyguard's not dumb. He knows what's up.
0: Yeah, so I was really liking him in this episode, the bodyguard. Yeah, he's, like, he's snarky. He, yeah, he's snarky. He's really gr- uh, gr- growing on me. And so I liked that he noticed Oliver throwing the knife and how that wasn't normal. And mm-hmm. then I also liked that he kind of bonded with Oliver about sort of post-traumatic stress disorder kind of thing. You yes, know? Like, that was good.
1: Uh, so uh, that kind of stuff I really liked about the episode. Mm-hmm. And another thing we haven't talked about yet is the flashback to the island. Oh, yeah. Where we see there's somebody else there shooting arrows, wearing a hood. Yes, exactly. He gets like, trained. What? And
0: I think that's like a comic book thing, too. Like, I think he does have a person who trains who trained him. Yeah, he must. Um, And didn't they even have that in Smallville? Like, did they bring up the idea <sighs> he'd had somebody? Like, um, there was some do not remember. But, yeah, I always figured there had to be somebody who trained him, like, another hooded guy. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, the guy in the flashback looked just like Green Arrow. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like this hooded guy with with an arrow shoots Oliver while he's trying to bury his father's body. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so that would be really cool if we learn more about because we have to figure he had to have somebody else there because he's, like, he was, like, learning languages. He, like, it seemed like yes. he learned a lot while he was there, not just how to survive. So you mm-hmm. have to figure he had people he communicated with. Yeah, so definitely. This is a cool way for us to learn that uh, to learn more about and how he became. My
1: question, that. like his rescue, wasn't in an accident, was it?
0: Well, no. That's, it seems like he knew he was going to get rescued. Yeah. Well, he he blew, he he set that bonfire when he saw a ship coming. And of course, you gotta imagine why didn't he do that four years earlier?
1: But I guess the way he was talking in this episode is like the whole time I was there, I was preparing for my return. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I think he did plan.
1: I think he stayed on that island longer than he needed to. Yeah. I just I got the, I get the vibe that he was expect. Like I feel like the way he talked about his time on the island over voiceover, he was like way too optimistic about getting rescued to it for it just to be random. Yeah.
0: I mean, I bet there were ships that went by more frequently, and yeah. and he maybe wasn't ready to leave yet. And then, yeah, that would make
1: sense if he needs to finish his training or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think he's going to get some heavy get heavily involved into the whole training thing. We'll see more. Unfortunately, they're still doing the voiceover thing.
1: Ugh, still, but. Like
0: it. And the wig is still really bad, in the whole. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's I still want more wanna... ridiculous as his hair gets longer. <laughs> like remember one the pilot? Yeah. Where he had like a huge hair and the beard and everything.
0: Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: But I'm excited to see more about that whole that whole thing. Yeah, I mean.
1: Definitely interesting.
0: And then there was stuff, like, with his sister, you know, oh, yeah. um, just sort of, you know, it was fine. I don't... Yeah,
1: I mean, I like I, I. I think the stuff connected to the mythology, I find more interesting. Mm-hmm. Because she's, like, kind of the only one who's not really connected to what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see what they're trying to do with her, because it's to kind of add to the the emotion of the story with, you know, her being you know, the the, the conversations they have Um, mm. but it's, you know I don't know what to say about it other than I see what they're doing there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't dislike the sister, I just don't I guess we'll see right now her job is just kind of to be angry and sad yeah it doesn't really intrigue me that much like, it's not like i need to know more about her yeah but i bet she'll become more interesting especially if she finds out anything about her mom being responsible for yeah. her, her father and her brother you know uh being their yacht and everything so if she finds out any of that stuff um that would be everything would get a lot more interesting with her
1: yeah, I think she, I don't think she would handle that very well.
0: No, that so. could be fun. Yeah, so I'm excited for more for more episodes, and yeah, any other thoughts?
1: Uh, nope. I just I hope they stop the voiceovers. <laughs> I
0: know. Hmm. I don't need them. No, we really don't. Then the other show we're gonna talk about is the second episode of Nashville which aired this mm-hmm. week. And I was just, like, in this bliss of happiness while I'm watching it. Like, I just am way too <laughs> obsessed with the show. I'm like, Nashville is on! I'm so happy! And I, then it was over, and I was so sad. I was like, oh, <laughs> why I have to wait a whole week for more Nashville? I'm, like, so heartbroken.
1: Yeah, it was Oh, that show was so good. What did you—let's th-
0: first—the best part of the whole episode, for me, was the duet at the Bluebird at the end. Yeah, um,
1: that um, was—I wanted to cry— and it was
0: exactly kind of like what we were talking about last week with this idea that it wasn't even the best song they had done on the show at all. It wasn't the best vocals um, they've done the show, but what it was was the emotion. Like it was at, you could t- definitely tell it was actors singing that, you know what i mean? Like yeah. the the way they made you feel, the way they looked at each other, the expressions on their face, the like subtle hand holding and it's just and- like- Oh, you felt the history there exactly they do such a good job the history and especially because that song happened after we had learned a little bit more um mm-hmm. it it just to kind of set it up for the recap I mean because her husband because Raina's husband is running for mayor he has these guys digging into his, their past trying to like basically find any problems and so doing this interview to find out about their history was actually the perfect device to get that exposition mm-hmm. because it allowed Raina to kind of tell her side of the story um, in a way that felt realistic and was emotional and, you know, so you, you get this history that that Deacon was uh, a drug addict or a, you know, I don't sure if it was yeah. drugs and alcohol or just alcohol or al- what it was.
1: It's, so, they focused on the alcohol part. Yeah.
0: Um, so he was he was an addict. He had the substance abuse problem, and he it got so bad. He eventually went to rehab, and it was when he was in rehab that she got together with her husband Teddy. Yeah. So I I think your theory that you brought up last week about Raina um, Raina's oldest daughter being Deacon's I think is definitely true. Yeah. At this point, because why else would she have married Teddy while... Um, while Deacon was in rehab it, other than, like, if she was pregnant. Because it was so quick. Yeah. Like, they had been dating, and then she gets married to him so quickly. Well,
1: especially... Yeah, because she was dating Deacon for 11 years. Yeah, that was and, really... And, like, all of a sudden, like, okay, I'm just gonna marry this other guy after she yeah. did marry him, like...
0: Yeah, that was, like, such was a jump.
1: And, and that 11 years thing, like... that, that
0: Like, I think we, we had known they'd had a past, but we hadn't known how, how involved yeah. the past was. The fact that they had actually been dating, not just, like... In, you know, it's one thing for him to be in love with her for that many years while they're not dating, but for them to have actually been together for that many years kind of puts it up. It raises up the intensity of that
1: relationship. So much oh, more. Yeah.
0: It's like, has
1: she been with her husband even for 11 years at this point? I, well, I guess like, how old the, the oldest daughters?
0: daughter, I guess, I, but it depends on how old they're saying the daughter is. Um, yeah. The daughter, I think the actress is 13, mm. but I don't know. If so they gonna. usually
1: play the kids younger than the actors are. Yeah. When they're kids.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it could, we don't really know exactly the math. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Connie Britton's timeless. So who knows how yeah. old she but is. But it's
1: not like Sheen Deacon had a thing for a few months and she's been married to Teddy for this long.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's like
1: that was an intense relationship, it seems like.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the way I lives. was thinking about it is, It it must have been really bad. Like, it must have been, like, Deacon's substance abuse and his behavior and what he was doing must have been really horrible um, for her to uh, secretly marry somebody else while he's in rehab. You know, like, she must have been, she must have been really scared. You know, she was pregnant. She had been involved in this relationship for so long and I guess she saw Teddy as a as like a safe harbor in the storm, someone who would take care of her And like the way they
1: described it was like she said like he wouldn't be here today if he didn't go to rehab. Like that, that sounds bad.
0: Yeah. I mean but it just it makes you wonder like why she would, I wonder how much Deacon knows because the fact that all this stuff happened while he was in rehab means there's a chance he doesn't know any of it, Right. Yeah, true. So he may have no idea that the daughter is his.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about that. If that's if we're right. <laughs>
0: yeah, if we're right. I mean, I guess there's a chance it's not. That's not the case, but it just seems. It seems like that's the way they're going. Yeah,
1: that's go kind of what it. all evidence is pointing to right now.
0: Yeah, and and. And they had that fight, like, Rand and Deacon had that fight, and she's like, don't try to act like I haven't been here for you. And so you have to imagine, the the substance abuse must have been going on for a really long time before he went into rehab. So, um, because otherwise, why would she say that? And then, you know, because, yeah, she paid for his rehab, but I don't think that would necessarily be... you know, what she would think was so important rather than there must have yeah. been a, a long period where she was trying to get him into rehab and he wasn't going, or a period where things were really bad and she stuck by him. Because if yeah. you're with somebody for 11 years, then you dump them while they're in rehab, it seems pretty cold unless there had been, you have to imagine there was like a longer, it wasn't just like, you have to imagine there was a longer, bigger problem.
1: Oh, yeah. It must have been going on for years, is my guess.
0: Yeah. And so then it was finally just like the last straw and she had to move on. And if she was pregnant, that would give her the motivation to be... Because it's one thing, if you're so in love, you might put yourself last over the other person. But then Mm -hmm. when you have a child to think about, you have to think about that child above the the man you love. Mm -hmm. So I think that would have been the thing to snap her out of wanting to be with Deacon if she felt like it was the best thing for her child to have a, a, yeah. a father Yeah, and it seems realistic
1: was... for her character, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That would make sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it would help explain, like, why she's with this boring teddy person. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very emotional. Since I love Connie Britton so much, and I'm very, like, I'm sympathetic with her, but I have read some stuff where people think it was pretty, like, heartless of her to do what she did. I mean, and you can look at it in multiple ways if... You know, to kind of, especially if, if, especially if Deacon doesn't know he's the dad of this girl,
1: you know. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by this whole story.
0: Yeah, and so then, I really want to know what was going on. Exactly, and so to like learn all that, to see the way they they act around each other in the present day, and then to see that duet at the end, it was just like you just have all these feelings because mm-hmm. you realize like how in love they were, and the fact that they wrote all these songs together back in the day when they were when they were touring together, um, there were like these love stories about them about themselves. That's... It's just. It's just so intense, you know? It's like you really get sucked into... The, and, th- and and the way the song was, it was kind of an unhealthy song, you know? Like, it's beautiful, but the type of love that they had... You can see maybe why Raina would have tried to get out of it because why it would have been really hard for her to get out of that relationship because it was like they were each other's everything. They were so yeah. dependent on each other. Like, no one will ever love you like I do. Like, mm-hmm. the whole song is just about how, like, I'm the only one who... Like I don't know, it's just very. It, it it's a very sort of um, it's very intense. And then at the end, when after the song they play the song and they're sitting in that car, and and Raina tells him, "We shouldn't have played that song. Like we shouldn't have sung that song." And she's just so, and she runs out crying from the car, yeah, because it just brought all these emotions back. You realize like how hard it must have been to move on from that relationship. It must yeah. Have well, I don't think so she ever strength. fell out of love with him. Exactly.
1: I don't but think she had to move on. I mean, she, she did, did
0: move him. on. It's, I think she does love her husband. Um, I don't think she would stay with him if she didn't love him. But I think it's, it's obviously it's not the same type of love. Yeah. It's not the same intensity. And uh, and I think she's been hiding those emotions under the surface for so many years. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they couldn't work together. You know, they had to have sort of figured out a way to be friends. And so, so then when you uncovered those, like, raw nerves and put them up on the surface, it's, like, really hard to go back after she'd taken so many years Mm -hmm. so i think that actually that song them performing that song might kind of open up the way for deacon to not be on her tour anymore Mm -hmm. because now they've kind of reopened those old wounds he may they maybe they can't handle it
1: yeah i don't know i don't even i don't know if Juliet would take him at this point though
0: Oh, she would. She did not she w- seem happy. Oh, she was so sad, but that's because she liked him so much. She was. Ho- yeah. She was so. Yeah. She was. A, but um. Oh, she would so take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is really obsessed with him. Um, I liked what they did with her character in this episode, in terms of making her more likable. Mm-hmm. Because you could see that she actually does care about making good music. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, this idea that
0: um, she has sort of been pigeonholed into this particular role in the music industry that she's not happy with. She actually, Mm -hmm. like you said, she wants to make good music. Um, So uh, it it was funny, though, that um, her song, the song that she and Deacon were writing together is like this it's harder to shine than it is to undermine Mm -hmm. was sort of ironic because that's basically what she's been doing (laughs) you know like (laughs) like she's sort of trying to insert herself in this relationship where like uh, reina is this sort of shining sort of like, this person that Deacon's been in love with for so many years, and her role is basically coming in there to try to undermine that, and she's trying to, like, take him away and do all of these things. <laughs> and so it was kind of like, hmm, maybe listen to your lyrics. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, her particular, I mean, I understand, like, she, I, did, I didn't find her, like, I mean, I under- it was understandable. It made her behavior understandable the way her storyline and i totally i don't dislike her but the way that she was like been going after deacon um, has been a little problematic too, yeah just it's too like much too much it's just a little too much like she really has this agenda where she's really sort of trying to i don't know it just it 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 what isn't really focused on her being a person he could love or who she is, it's more, like, all about getting him or something. Yeah. See, I
1: think she has... I think her thing with the character is she has issues with men. It's clear that she cannot... She has some, like, mental, like... Not like a mental problem, but, like, her... She's a little messed up when it comes to guys. Yeah. Yeah, and... Other than that, I feel like she has intentions. Like, she wants to be a good musician.
0: Yes. Yes, and I think she really does admire... She really does admire Deacon and his music, genuinely. And um, and she obviously has this big crush on him. And the other thing is, you know, because of the type of star she's been for so long, from a young age, she feel, she has a certain behavior. I think, it, and like with her mom, like, I think actually Hayden Panettiere talked a little bit about this in an interview I watched on, mm-hmm. um, on the televixen.com, where she was talking about how she can as an actress, Hayden can understand sort of where her character is coming from, even if she doesn't agree with her behavior. So it's this idea of certain stars, like, everybody wants something from you. Like, her mom wants her money from her all the time. Everybody wants her to be this certain thing. Everybody wants, like, this and that. They all Mm -hmm. are demanding so much. And then for her, so then, and she's treated in a certain way all the time. And so then her reaction to the way she's treated is going to seem really harsh and horrible to us because we're not in that situation, but it's, like, from her, mm-hmm. you can, if you put yourself in that situation, you can kind of understand why she would yeah. yell at her manager and be like, no, I'm not going to do that song. You know, like, you know, I'm, I hate Telescope, you know, it's like the way she, she's she acts like a little spoiled child because that's kind of what she is. She's been, tr- she's treated like mm-hmm. a child. She's treated like a spoiled brat. You know, that's kind of, it's like this, yeah. um, the dynamic between her and all the people in her life is sort of, Propelling that aspect of her personality, so yeah. um, it, it for it seems like Raina has kind of escaped that. Other than she's had a couple diva dips, as she calls it, <laughs> but it seems like she kind of has a little bit more of like this healthy family life. This sort of a little bit more of this. Um, she acts a lot more like a normal person rather than a star. But if you think about about somebody mm-hmm. like somebody like. Uh, Juliet Barnes, it would totally. Of course, it would mess with her, and she'd be totally a messed up person. You know, if you're this commodity, everybody's trying to sell all the time, and you know, it's gonna and and it's gonna twi- twist you up.
1: Yeah, I mean, given like before we can see of her life, I'm shocked she's not more messed up.
0: True. Yeah, and <laughs> like
1: I, I... it just seems like a terrible kind of way to live.
0: Yeah, it seems like she's really doesn't have a lot of um, she doesn't have any really people in her life that aren't there yeah. to be professional. Like, I mean, there aren't any people in her life that aren't that aren't uh, aren't about her career,
1: you know? Because
0: mm-hmm. her mom, she her mom exactly. can't be in her life because her mom's this drug addict, and it doesn't seem like she has anybody else in her life that's just there for her rather than mm-hmm. there for her as the as the star.
1: Like mm-hmm. everybody else
0: is sort of there. In a business sense. Yes. And uh yeah, so I guess we'll see if what Deacon's reaction is to to that performance if he's gonna decide to um not tour with uh to not tour with Raina now because it's just too much. Maybe it's too emotional for them.
1: Yeah, I mean I could I wouldn't blame him. That was that song was intense. Ugh but I want them to
0: perform a song every week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good.
0: Oh, my God. And I'm so sad because that song hasn't been released on iTunes. Um, There is a video, though. I think I'll link it in the podcast notes. If you want to just rewatch it over and over again, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> perfect. I wouldn't blame anybody if they want to do that, but they haven't released that song. They keep releasing. They haven't released any Connie Britton songs on iTunes. Really? No, none of the Connie Britton songs have been released on iTunes, which I think is not okay. So ABC, That's surprising. Let's release those. They've only released the um, Hayden, the Hayden ones. They've released almost all the Hayden ones, and then they did the, a couple Charles uh, Easton ones. Hmm. So. Who plays Deacon? And then they released the Jonathan Jackson's um, song, the Barbed Wire song, which was not very good. They released that one, and then obviously they released the um, the big duet at the end of last week, the um, the, the the Civil Wars cover with Stan yeah. Palladio and uh, Claire Bowen. That one's been released so hopefully they'll start re- they'll eventually give us the Connie Britton ones because
1: it's what we all need that's we're all what we Britain.
0: want that's what we need yeah Connie Britton oh. and you know her hair uh, I know it's just it's so perfect oh and I feel really bad for Hayden because like she's clearly wearing some kind of wig extension situation going on yes definitely. and it's very annoying but I, I feel bad for her because if you were in a show with Connie Britton like that would be really stressful for your hair. Oh, I, your I hair would be so, be in a show would Connie feel for so, that very reason. um, I feel like your hair would just feel so inadequate if you were in a scene with Connie Britton. So I feel compassion for Hayden and her hair.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Connie Britton's hair is perfect and shiny and wonderful.
0: It's just, I just don't understand how it can be so beautiful. I just don't.
1: I I remember even watching Friday Night Lights, I was always like, is any mom's hair really this awesome? (laughs) And then watching her on this show, it's good. Okay, she's a superstar. She's allowed to have her fabulous hair, and it makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I love Connie Britton because I think one of the things we love so much about her is she's so beautiful, but she looks like a woman who is her age, you know what I mean? Like, she has yeah. she has this... She doesn't look like she's ever done anything to herself unnatural. Like, mm-hmm. everything... It, it, and and even her hair, which is so gorgeous, it feels... It looks like it's the hair of a real person. It's yeah, just, it it's just, like the, stuff just stuff. the supernatural hair of a real person, but it's still the hair of a real person. Um, <laughs> like, it has this... There's just something about her where... And normally, yeah, a woman at that age would, like wouldn't have that long of hair. It's 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 an, but it looks perfect on her. It totally works for her. And if she ever
1: cut it, I think I'd cry. Like, oh my I'd
0: god, really it cut it! So heartbreaking. It would like be horrible. It's just there's something just really, I don't know. It's just like, there's I don't know, other than perfect. I don't know how to describe Connie Britton. So <laughs> it's just. But actually, I did find there was some article I was reading last night. That, the, first of all, there's a whole Tumblr devoted to Connie Britton's hair.
1: As could
0: be. Um, but I feel like the pictures could be better. They're not, like, high enough definition. They're, like, really? some what's are kind the, of blurry. What's the
1: Tumblr URL? I want to find it.
0: I just Googled Tumblr dedicated to Connie Britton's hair, and I found it. And I can't remember what <laughs> it was. And then um, – but a reason why I knew about it was I was found this other article linked on something – because I was looking at the Connie Britton tag on Tumblr, as I do.
1: And – it's literally just Connie Britton's hair.tumblr.com Is that what it is? Okay.
0: Yeah, they just need some better pictures. And there's some, a lot of stuff from American Horror Story that I never want to see, so it kind of scared yeah. me. I was like, oh no, she's eating a brain. That must be from American Horror Story. So I don't want to <laughs> see her do that. But, um, but what was I going to say? Oh yes, yeah. so there was this, like, somebody wrote some blog post about, about the meaning of Connie Britton's hair and how, that I somehow stumbled across. And they made a really interesting point about sort of about her hair and what it means (laughs) as a woman and a woman of her age and, and that there was just something, I don't know. It was just very, it didn't totally develop all the ideas, but it brought up some interesting ideas, like in terms of, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in terms of that. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, just, it's, it's just everything. And that little side ponytail she was rocking this week was very nice. The, yeah,
1: oh, she's wonderful.
0: And that was in. She wore the side ponytail to the party where the ladies were. There was the mean ladies, and they were like, "You need to release another album." And she's like, "Um, oh, it's out. It's
1: out right now. Uh, I already that released so it." able to watch. <laughs> and then they're like, and then the girls like, "Do they have it at Starbucks?" <laughs> uh, uh, poor Connie Britton <laughs> or Who's Raina, you, I, guess, I, guess, I guess. But she's guess, mostly just Connie Britton,
0: I guess. Did they have it at Starbucks? Is like the uh. new is the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> like people buy their music at Starbucks. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I've never bought any music at Starbucks. I've no,
0: heard. I haven't. Although I do buy all my music on online at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember the last time I physically bought a CD.
0: Yeah, I. I the only time I have b- physically bought a CD in the past few years is, um, like for. Stuff that goes to charity, like they um for uh for leaky leaky news, they do these these jingle spells albums with like um mm-hmm. Harry Potter Harry Potter based Christmas songs,
1: and okay, I'll I'll usually
0: that. buy you can buy the the digital version, but I usually buy the hard version because then I can um I can bur- I can um get the artwork which they do on mm-hmm. the thing, and the artwork's really pretty. So, yeah. So, the, oh, the other thing was um, all the, the secret stuff that gets revealed in those meetings with the, with the political advisors.
1: Mm-hmm. After
0: the meeting, Teddy burns a bunch of documents at the end. Yeah. So maybe he's. What
1: was he involved in?
0: Maybe he's responsible for. Maybe he did some bad stuff before he got wiped out because yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff was. with businesses where they did shady stuff that led to the, our recession. So not just people who are victims. so I wonder if he did some shady stuff. And it's funny because the Raina's dad is all like, well, it's good if he has secrets because then I have a way to control him later. So it's kind of like I wonder if if Reina's dad's gonna use that against him to keep him in line
1: course he is yeah uh, that surprised me at all
0: yeah so uh, i'm just very i'm very invested in this show oh the other thing is scarlet and gunner and scarlet's boyfriend
1: avery uh, hey i do not like her boyfriend
0: yeah and it's so funny because i i am such i'm a jonathan jackson fan because he was lucky on general hospital And Mm -hmm. he was like really always a sweetheart. He was like a good guy on General Hospital. So it's so funny to see him as this slimy bad guy because, like, I don't like him at all. Like, I immediately don't like him. So I guess it means he's a good actor that I. Yeah, because I I do really like him. So for me to really not like him, he must be doing something right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. He, he actually, he's really good at doing emotional, I hope he does some, he gets to have a chance to cry, because Jonathan Jackson is really good at crying, he's, like, really good at it, <laughs> he does that a lot in general hospital, like, he would always have, but he does this thing where the, the tears don't don't drip down his face, they're, like, in his eyes, like, and his eyes get all, like, wet, and um, it's, like, this... He does this really good, like man cry. It's like a really good man cry.
1: <laughs> okay, well that's always impressive. I
0: so I hope that. he'll do some man crying, um, but I don't. I doubt his character it doesn't seem very sensitive. So, and I didn't <laughs> yeah, really. Like I just his didn't music like either.
1: the way that um, Scarlett was acting, like the whole like I have to my boyfriend first.
0: No, I really oh, hated oh. that, and I have to say that's like my least. That's the thing. I okay, there's nothing to make me dislike a character more than if like, on both sides of that relationship. The guy who is sort of controlling and then his girlfriend sort of, like, makes her feel like she can't be successful because it'll make him feel bad. Um, I always yeah, hate those kind terrible. of guy characters. And then on the female side, I hate when the girl allows that to happen and sort of hides her her success and stops her success because she thinks it'll make her boyfriend feel bad.
1: Yeah. And,
0: yes. and so that was really upset upsetting to me so it makes me dislike both those characters
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um i mean eventually she came around thank goodness
1: it shouldn't have taken that much convincing to like oh a record like a recording demo with this awesome producer okay yeah and and it wasn't even like he wasn't even saying to
0: her don't do it like i think she she just knew how he felt because she, she knows him really well you know <laughs> so it just yeah it just made me dislike both them so I was really glad that um, in the end she, when she saw the duet with um, Deacon and Raina that kind of like changed her mind she realized I want to do that you know she realized yeah. she wanted to do that so so I'm sure she will end up breaking up with Avery because he's a jerk and falling in love with Gunner. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm sure that will happen. So, I don't know. Maybe Jonathan Jackson will get (laughs) a little more to do. Uh, Since he is a very talented actor, uh, it would be cool if he got to do a little more. It's just his character. I really don't like him.
1: Yeah, no, me neither. So,
0: and I mean, Scarlett, I'm not really loving Scarlett either because of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe now that she's like, okay, I'm going to do this, maybe then she'll stop the whole, my boyfriend is so awesome, I need to do everything for him kind of mindset. Yeah, exactly. And I think as long as that's taken away, she's a likable character. Yeah, hopefully.
0: Anything else that we're forgetting?
1: Um, uh, I don't think so. I just, the show has gotten me, it's definitely my favorite new show of the fall. Like
0: yeah. Mine, mine too. I'm so excited for like, and it just makes me so excited for more episodes. I just get so into it. Oh, one yeah. other thing that happened was now um, the other guy who was running for mayor, the one played by Uriel from Supernatural, he, um, mm-hmm. the, we learned about his history with Raina's dad and the fact, the reason yes. why Raina was so sort of feeling loyal to him is because they have this long relationship with their families. Mm-hmm. And so it, uh, now it, and the reason why he's no, Raina's dad's no longer supporting him is just because he disagreed with him once. And that's like how hard of a man, um, you know, Raina's dad is that he, who I can't remember his name other than the actor's powers booth. <laughs> 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 so like power powers booth will totally cut you off. Like, 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 like the guy said, loyalty only run, runs in one direction for you. Yeah, um, which I thought was very telling, and it's very dangerous for Teddy because now he's involved with him, and he'll probably turn on Teddy as well. But it, so it'll be interesting to see how they develop that storyline if some of that political stuff becomes a little more interesting, becomes a bigger a bigger part of the story.
1: Yeah, definitely
0: and hopefully the daughters will get a little more screen time since i love them.
1: Yeah, i hope they get to like really get a chance to sing. Yeah, now that we be know fun. how talented they are.
0: Mhm. Will be really fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh the only sad thing is the second episode ratings-wise did not do as well. No. So it really went down. However, everything's been weird with ratings this week because sp- there's been baseball stuff and then there's been um there's been Like, I guess there's been some stuff with some different television networks. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping since everything was kind of down this week, I'm hoping it wasn't too representative of the ratings. Since like kind of everything was down, but like Vampire Diaries went way down this week, and um, I don't like that. Like, there's a lot of shows that went down. So I'm I'm hoping next week it will bounce back up a little bit, and it's not like Mm -hmm. a downward trend. In general, yeah. Because I just think everybody should be watching Nashville. Like
1: they can't cancel the show. I'm too obsessed with it. Yes, yeah, true. Mm. It's pretty, it's done pretty well with the critics too. Like it's like if they can have the ratings, like it'd be nice to see like a really like high quality show that everyone likes to actually like do well. Hmm. That'd be nice change for <laughs> network TV. Exactly.
0: And I mean the fact that ABC ordered more episodes of last resort and and six six park when those have also declined in the ratings mm-hmm. makes you think well maybe ABC's a little more forgiving this season because they're just not doing that well yeah hopefully so yeah so fingers crossed that yes. and i just if you're not watching nashville what's wrong with you watch it watch <laughs> yeah it seriously yeah and then the other show I want to talk about is The Vampire Diaries. Oh, so good this week. It was so good. It was like, this was really like the premiere for me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Or I guess it's kind of almost like the finale of last season. It kind of like wrapped up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Well, first, you give me some of your thoughts on the episode.
1: I mean, all I can think about in the episode is just that last scene.
0: Yeah, the last like that's my mind immediately was... goes to. It was just so good. Yeah, it's, um and the episode was written I think by um Jose Molina mm-hmm. and I think Julie Pluck, I think they wrote it together.
1: Yeah, that's what it like on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and Jose Molina worked on Firefly. So, uh, of course, (laughs) of course, Firefly writers want to come and break my heart. Always. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was really, it's so funny. I kind of went through an interesting sort of stages of grief when I was watching the episode because I am a huge Alark fan. If anybody has ever read my recaps, (laughs) they know I'm obsessed with him. And so I was really, last season was really hard for me, uh, emotionally, it was such a roller coaster for me as yeah. a Alaric fan because first he goes crazy, then he dies, then he's a vampire, then he dies again, then he becomes a ghost. It's like you know, my heart really went through the ringer uh, yeah. emotionally. And when I when I could kind of start feeling this coming, like I knew I could I could just sense this was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to feel like Alaric feelings soon. When yeah, and when I knew that was coming, I got like kind of mad, like I was angry. I was like, ugh. <laughs> I don't, like, want to feel this again. Like, I went through all these emotions. Like, have <laughs> I felt all the feelings there are to feel? Like, don't manipulate me further. Like, I don't want to mourn over my favorite character, like, after I've worked through the grief, like, multiple <laughs> yeah. times. Like you kill How many times did they killed Alaric? And then... Oh, uh, was that, it the fourth like, time like, I I feel like? I've <laughs> gone through it so many times, this, like, pain. So I was in a plus... Yeah. I, I just feel like this TV season has been a little bit hard emotionally on me. A lot of bad things have been happening on different other shows, and mm-hmm. it's been very intense, and so I was, like, a little bit angry. <laughs> yeah. But then I did watch it again. And, I mean, I, I think it was really important they did do this, even though, selfishly, I was angry to feel all these feelings again. I I think it was really important for them to mourn everybody because they hadn't really done that. Um, yeah. And it, I think the show needed to kind of show some nod its head and show some respect and pay attention to the weight of those deaths a little bit more and so even though I was at first I was like really why are you going to do this to me Vampire Diaries I think it was really important for the storytelling and for the characters to do that so oh yeah that final scene with Damon I mean in the graveyard and just and then the thing that killed me was I had no idea that Matt Davis was going to come back. For, yeah that was to, a great surprise So all of a sudden you see his face And I thought I was feeling all the pain I could feel Then his face pops up And I just start like spontaneously crying So now I'm like worried I'm not going to be able to watch Cult Because as soon as Matt Davis's face comes on screen I Apparently I spontaneously start crying So <laughs> like I don't think I could ever watch Matt Davis' anything again Without crying So No probably not <laughs> So I was really glad that um, He came back for the episode Just to have that extra punch of him yeah. being there and watching over Damon and watching over the whole group and just being like, just sitting there sadly and and then of course the alarm bar stool stuff also killed me. Uh, like at first when Alar... because uh, you know when Damon's in the bar at, at Mystic Grill and and yeah. first sheriff, the sheriff comes by and he tells her that seat's taken. Then later Elena the same thing and he tells her it's taken, <laughs> and you realize why he's saying that and it's just like oh my
1: heart. Like Alaric yeah. should be no, there. He He's should be at Mystic Grill where he belongs <laughs> drinking. Yeah, and I just love
0: the idea that <laughs> that Damon is keeping his bar stool for him. It's yeah, just, that's
1: adorable. Ugh, oh, ugh, oh, kills me. Kills me. So They have such like their bromance was so wonderful. Yeah, and
0: it it does it goes a long way to helping me be okay with Damon's existence. <laughs> um, because a lot of times, you know, I get really annoyed with Damon. I've been hard on him in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, I do love his love for Alaric, um, mm-hmm. even though he did kill him twice. Uh Shh. <laughs> we don't think about that and uh and so and actually he killed a lot of people uh, that were being mourned that's what landers. I found so weird when Stefan was
1: like Lexi <laughs> like, people, like Uncle Zach <laughs> well I mean like, wasn't uh, totally. there like oh this is awkward yeah it's like oh
0: oops and with Alaric too I mean he did kill him twice but he didn't he didn't kill kill him so uh he's not totally uh, he's it not responsible for did, that stick. one no those ones didn't stick but yeah he did kill a lot of uh, the people um so, and it was funny because Elena had said, like, her parents, but, you know, she didn't point out, like, oh, all four of her parents died. Because yeah, right? <laughs> nobody mentioned Uncle John or Isabel, but, you know, they did yeah. die. I mean, I, I know they weren't any prizes, but John, John Uncle John did die to save Elena's life. You'd think she'd be a little and more – you'd think he could get a name check. She was
1: pretty torn up about it when it happened.
0: Yeah, I would have liked for somebody to at least for her to say his name because I feel like he – he kind of gets the short end of the stick because he was such a, such a jerk, but he his death was such a sacrifice, and he yeah. really did love his daughter in the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I cried. That was, like, probably the most I ever cried. At, well, no, that's not true. I cried most out of Lark's um, first death. Like, mm. his one, not his first first death, but his first death that he was actually dead. Um, so confused but then <laughs> the one where um, only on this show the one where they ki- where they he wasn't he he wasn't going to complete the transition and yes. everybody had the candles in the forest like I probably cried the most at that scene than any other scene at Vampire Diaries but the second most I cried at Vampire Diaries was when John sacrificed himself for Elena and they played skinny love and I yeah, saw that was a over beautiful skinny love. <laughs> yeah so John's death meant a lot um, to me, and so yeah, so that yeah, that just that scene with the and the fact that Stefan thought of doing that made up for the fact that I was hating Stefan throughout the whole episode. Yeah, uh, he was <laughs> so I was so like, so okay, I was like, Stefan, okay, you've gained some points by coming up with this good idea. You're not a total loser. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's funny because i I very I very rarely agree with Damon, and so. <laughs> You really have to be an idiot for me to uh, agree with you over Damon. So that was what – Stefan was really getting on my nerves. It was – he was just – the thing that's been frustrating me, like, even though, yes, this was a beautiful episode and I love the show and I can't praise it enough, um, I do always have problems with it. And one of the things that really annoyed me was I feel like Elena's transition, she hasn't had any independence. Everything has been about the Salvatores. It's all about them yeah. trying to control her and say this is how you should do it. Um, and so she hasn't really been given room. Like, it's like, let the girl make some mistakes on her own. Let her decide what she wants. And, and for Stefan, given everything he went through last season, did he not learn the lesson that his bunny diet is (laughs) Is the worst idea idea ever? Like, Uh, and and as we know, it's not like he's not a normal vampire. Like he has some, he has urge issues, right? He has, he has issues. (laughs) Caroline, who was his, uh, you know, like, he was her teacher, yeah, he taught her how to bunny hunt, he did all that stuff, but he didn't stop her from drinking human blood. She sucks on, she drinks those, that human blood all the time from the, from the freezer.
1: That was my thing, is why didn't, Um, why didn't Stefan just bring Elena, like, a giant, like, wheelbarrow full of blood bags? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we learned that she needed more than that, but before we knew that, like,
0: she, that would that was reasonable it, that would have been the first thing especially because if you're a new vampire it's like it seems like you need blood more like the cravings are are more intense uh, yes. and then they kind of settle down and so it's like you need to give her some human blood otherwise how will she ever be able, like like Damon said how will she be able to control it like you don't want yes. her to be a ticking time bomb like Stefan where mm-hmm. he gets one she gets one drop of human blood and she goes insane right? Mm-hmm. Like, Stefan, you're not the model for anybody. You're a complete psychopath. Like, what did he... Re- I mean, he's <laughs> killed hundreds of peop- innocent people, you know, just last season. You know, like, I mean, he's not the model for anybody. So... No, I, I don't not. like when he acts like he is the model for everybody or something. Because... Yeah, he's learned he's and I feel like his lesson, he's like learned the wrong lesson because wasn't the whole remember how he was taking one drop of Elena's blood every morning? Yeah. The whole kind of like, He
1: he you kinda have figured to out
0: moderation. Exactly. yes, she has to learn in moderation. So I think it's really it's like Elena and she should have learned from that as well. Like why she kinda like let Stefan bully her into doing that and then and then, like, kind of secretly escape to Damon to do the other thing. It's like, why isn't she making her own decisions and figuring out her own thing? Yes. Why isn't she? Why does she have to go to Damon to say, "I need some some blood"? Why doesn't she just go down to the basement and grab some blood?
1: Like, yeah. there's a whole don't freezer. They do have some? Don't There's they? a
0: whole freezer full of blood. Yeah. Uh. So, or go to the hospital and grab something from the <laughs> blood bank. I mean, she's a vampire. Oh, like, go ask Caroline. Ask Caroline. Oh my God! Which finally, <laughs> at the end of the episode, Caroline finally stepped in and showed Elena how it's done. Which oh, as I was as like only cheering. Caroline can do. I was cheering in my living room because the thing is like yeah Stefan did teach Caroline but Caroline completely surpassed surpassed her teacher like even Correct. after so a few pretty episodes pretty like remember that great episode in um killer be killed when her mom she finally her mom found out that she was a vampire mm-hmm. and um and then she had to uh she they had to um, compel her to forget. Yes. When she had that beautiful scene with her mom down in the Salvatore dungeon, you know, she's talking about her. She's like, yeah, Stefan taught me how to control it, but I'm a lot better than him. And even at that point, and that was like in season two, like yeah. she had already figured out, like a few episodes into her transition, she had already become better than Stefan at controlling her blood. You know, like, yeah, she messed up at first. She did kill one person. That happens. Of, she killed one person, okay? Like,. That's the best record any vampire I think has ever had only killing one person. Um, yeah. I mean she did kill uh, it, by mistake. She, that person she killed by mistake. There are other people she have, she has killed on purpose like uh, she did those guards to save David and Stefan. those guards did get killed.
1: Yeah but in terms of like but that was, during like feeding yeah
0: there was only one time she killed during dur- during feeding out of like out of um, luck, lack of control. Yes. so I feel like that's a really good record. And Mm -hmm. she should be a model for all vampires. And so I love, yeah, I love when she, when she, and and the best part was, okay, Elena gives this expression when she did it right. Like, she's telling Elena, um, you know, you just have to, like, how to compel April. Like, you just Mm -hmm. have to believe what you're saying. And then Elena does it, and she looks back at, at Caroline, like, like, see, mommy, see what I did? Like, aren't you proud of me? Like, this look that she gives was like, so, like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, I did it right. It was, like, so adorable, that expressive. And so I would love to see a little bit more of that side of Elena, her, like, learning how to do things right, rather than her just being, like, mired in grief and being pressured yeah. into, into bulimic, you know, uh, behavior. Ugh. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, I guess we should talk about the vampire throwing up yeah uh, I
1: didn't even know they did that. No in this mythology. <laughs> no, and it was funny because I was
0: like thinking, have I ever seen a vampire throw up like ever in any mythology? I don't yeah, I don't even know if I've ever seen that. although I guess sometimes um, in supernatural, sometimes they'll give them the dead man's blood and that makes them sick. but I don't think they did they throw it up ever.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Think I can't recall ever seeing a vampire throw up blood before.
0: But sometimes, like, I, that's the only time I've seen people vampires have a bad reaction to the blood. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, uh, it, well, then I guess there was poisoned blood. Probably, I think there was some poisoned blood in some Angel episode or something too. But. Um, but yeah, like that. I think that was kind of cool that like they're kind of introducing a new thing to the whole mythology of yeah, vampirism. And it's
1: not <laughs> uncommon, I guess. Damon said he goes, "I can't even keep down." Like, it took me like, or Stefan said, it "took me, like a month to keep it down" or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not I, just Elena who's thrown up.
0: Yeah, although it seems like she particularly has an issue because yes, it seemed that it's one thing to yeah because then even the blood bag wasn't doing yeah, it. Yeah, she her.
1: should have been able to. Keep that down. And
0: even Damon's blood, she couldn't keep Damon's blood down. So there were three kinds of blood she tried. There was animal blood, um, there was Damon's blood, and then there was human blood from the blood bag. And she couldn't keep mm-hmm. any of those down. And then presumably, when she had Matt's blood, she didn't throw up. Like we never saw her throw yeah. up Matt's blood. So hopefully, that's the case, and she's not going to become a starving vampire or something. Well, so then it's just going to have to feed on Matt a lot. I guess. Or she just can feed... Um, if she can be control herself, she could fe- feed on random people and then just compel them to forget as long as she doesn't kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: I can't imagine she'd be okay with that. Though. Well,
0: yeah. So I, I kind of feel like it's probably just an initial thing. Like, I feel like she kind of has to build up her strength as a vampire. and yeah, then maybe after, that's what it is. And then eventually she probably builds up her strength enough she doesn't need to do that. You know? Yeah. Um. So, and... I guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes. If there's something wrong with Elena, um, in terms of is there some special thing about her as a vampire because she's, you know, a Gilbert or because she's a Petrova? Um, yeah, I
1: don't know. Like, did do we know? Did Catherine have any problems? Yeah, I'm
0: sure Catherine didn't. She's probably the best at being a vampire ever. Well, and I she doubt just she ate people had people right away? Yeah, that's and true. never tried anything else. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> she never had to decide to tell if, if, uh. If animal blood would work, because she wouldn't touch that disgusting stuff. So I know, um, right from the source. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I guess her first, uh, her first person she ate was that, um, that old lady. That was, oh, the old, yeah. And that, and then we've seen her, you know, bite on Jeremy. We've seen her bite <laughs> on lots of people, but. Um, We've seen, her, we've seen her drink blood, though, from a glass. Remember when Isabel brought her that, like, vi- they were drinking oh, that yeah. blood in the wine <laughs> glasses mine, in that one side? Blood. And she didn't seem to throw up from that, so.
1: <laughs> she doesn't yeah, have so to
0: drink blood just from the source.
1: Or maybe this hadn't reached that point plot-wise yet, and now we'll find out. Yeah. That Catherine can only drink from, like, the vein.
0: Well, she doesn't. She can't only, because she can she can drink from a glass, so but maybe like they'll try
1: to like back up on that and change
0: yeah
1: sometimes shows do that like um like retcons yeah i just i wonder if it's
0: physical or i wonder if it's mental because alina is so grief stricken she's so full of guilt all the time um i don't know I yeah, wonder. maybe
1: just manifesting by having need her to get the opposite. Yeah. She needs to do the stuff that she doesn't want to, or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But also, like some, like some people were pointing out online, like she's really bad at throwing up. If you throw it up that many times, like figure out how to throw up, like into the bowl. You know, like why yeah, does her right? throw up it have like to all why over does it that have bathroom? To, uh, like why does throw up across the whole bathroom? <laughs> like maybe learn to control that
1: (laughs) yeah seriously
0: but I guess it makes it much more dramatic when it's like the blood is all over so I have to say the blood the blood throw up thing was very like intense and dramatic when she's in that bathroom and you're just and and the hunter's outside and you're just like (gasps) oh my
1: god that was tense
0: and we should talk about the hunter yeah uh what did you think of this I guess his name is Connor what did you think of him
1: I mean, I think he's a good, he seems like a good villain so far. He seems a, more effective than other vampire hunters we've seen. Totally. But he also seems evil. <laughs> uh, Sorry? It, but he
0: also seems evil because uh, he basically yeah. takes an innocent girl, makes, you know, stabs her, and uses her as a vampire catcher.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was maybe. I don't know why he would choose her. Yeah. I feel like if anything, why not? She's just like a random passerby, not someone who has like an important job at like the whole memorial thing.
0: Well, plot reasons would be why <laughs> an important one because then she gets to, Elena gets to compel her and be like her, you know,
1: surrogate New best <laughs> sister.
0: Um, but I was just, you know, sometimes you'd think certain vampire hunters might go try to go, maybe they pick a guilty person. Like they could take Tyler. And tie him up and have him bleeding as a way, you know, like like mm-hmm. it, it just it seems it, it shows. I think the reason why they picked an innocent person is it shows that this guy isn't concerned with casualties. Yeah, he does not care. He he, he has he's having a war against the supernatural, and it, it doesn't care if anyone innocent gets killed on the way.
1: Yeah, he, he made had that very clear.
0: Yeah, and and so. Um, so I think that's why we can feel right away we don't really want to support him because he doesn't have, like, these rules or boundaries or anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's like, funny to think that we got introduced to Alaric as a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. And then comparing him to Connor.
0: Yeah, it's like ver- such very different. different um, yeah, such a different thing. And I think it... it and the fact that um, Connor has those runic... Those runic um, ghost tattoos. Yeah,
1: that only Jeremy can. See. That
0: only Jeremy can see. Kind of brings things up a level. Like, how old is Connor? Is he some kind of supernatural creature or something? Like, because those runes, like those, are kind of like things that would be like on the cave wall, the Viking cave wall yeah. or something. You know what I mean? They're like, I mean, I don't know if they are Viking or anything, but they definitely seemed like a very old-fashioned type thing, and they weren't witch symbols according yeah, to I that uh, was really
1: excited. Like when Jeremy saw that, I was like, okay, this is cool.
0: Yes, very cool that he saw it and then uh, so then my first reaction was ghost tattoos. Jeremy can see ghost tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, and Matt can't see it and I was wondering if that was because they've decided Matt can't even see any ghosts anymore. Like, I don't think he can. And so maybe that was just like a one time thing when he was dying was the only yeah. way.
1: Whereas Jeremy is special. There's something special about Jeremy. I think like somehow Jeremy died more than Matt did, if that makes sense. Maybe. Or do you think there's something about Bonnie Brown him back? you think there's
0: something about the Gilbert. Like do you think there's something special?
1: Well, about I know. I, I think uh, Julie Pleck did like a little like interview um, with uh, Karina McKenzie. Mm hmm. And she mentioned that the stuff, the Jeremy seen the tattoos, doesn't have anything to do with his ghost abilities. Oh, okay. A, so I'm guessing it's so like that a Gilbert means it's Heritage a special
0: thing, some special thing about Gilbert's. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, speaking of the whole, um, remember how we were talking a lot about the count, the council being blown up last week, yeah, and yeah. what that meant would it be like a ghost army. All these things. I read another interview with Julie Plec. Um, it was like. Uh, somebody else's interview, and she was basically saying, like, basically that was a way to clean house and no longer have oh. the council after everybody. Oh, okay. So <laughs> and to want? bring in a new bad guy. It was kind of a way to, like, clear up that storyline. However... The, the
1: point. Yeah.
0: However, the reasons why he did it might become revealed later on. So there might be more to that story, but it's going to take a while before we learn more. But at this point, it seems like it's just... To kind of clear the board. But it does seem like his motivations are still very unclear. Because the letter told us nothing. The letter yeah. just said the same. told us less than what he said in the room. So. I feel like maybe there's a little bit more. That we don't. Like she says something about like his motive. Something might come up later. that, it, But we have to wait for it.
1: Because I have no idea why he did that. And yeah. that's just like the weirdest thing.
0: Yeah. So I think there's. Um, I think there's more there's more to the story but it's 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 not going to be the initial big big mystery of everything but it might come out later yeah so it seemed like she was just kind of just like well sorry about that yeah we just kind of wanted to get rid of all those those people and so but it's just wondering what's connor's story what's his backstory what's his connection to the town does he have any um you know what's his deal
1: yeah, I mean, I wonder if he was in contact with Pastor Young.
0: Yeah, I want, I wonder if he did know him or anything. Um, uh, it was kind of ridiculous that he found the note and nobody else. When yeah. the note was like, <laughs> "It's like, didn't anybody go look at the at the crime
1: scene and like open well, I mean, up?" It's been pretty well established that the police department in Mystic Falls That's is true. Terrible. That's true. So, it's it's we can't blame them. Yeah. They did their best. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't very good, but they tried.
0: Oh, and um back to the whole tattoo thing. That tattoo yes. pattern um that was on Connor's arm matches the tattoo pattern that was on the uh the Holy Card promos that was for Jeremy's. Did you see any of those promos?
1: Yeah, I did. Those were awesome.
0: Yeah, and so the symbol that's on his his hand and his like forearm in the, that picture i was wondering what that, whether that would be important and then to, it showed up right in the episodes so that's cool so i think that will be really important whatever it means
1: i think it has to do something with like the gilberts yeah there's some type of like heritage like ancestry there's something there
0: yeah i i, I definitely i definitely agree
1: i wonder if like jeremy has a tattoo so he just doesn't know because he doesn't see them oh or if he has to, like, get them, or I don't know.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I, have, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested. Because it definitely seems like he's going to, like, be working with Connor in some sort of mm-hmm. capacity.
0: Yeah, especially because he basically revealed himself to Connor yeah. by saying nice, nice ink. So Connor now is going to know that there's something about
1: Jeremy. Yeah, and he so. was and his look was like very surprised. He's yeah. like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Like so. Connor did not take that lightly. Yeah. And
0: that's the kind of cool thing I really like about this show that it's like you would never predict a mysterious tattoo is going to show up that only Jeremy can see. <laughs> like, and I feel like that's just the kind of stuff that you would just, like, never think of. And then the show just comes up with this crazy stuff and yeah, makes, right? you, makes you care about it and get into, like, why that's the case. Like, I, I love having those kind of mysteries, you know?
1: Oh, they do such a good job with that.
0: Yeah, so I'm really excited to find out what's, what's going on with Jeremy and, uh, and all of that that uh tattoo lore and connor i feel like i wonder if he's really old like i wonder if he's some kind of like a mortal
1: vampire slayer that'd be intense
0: because if he has like these runic tattoos are, are they or maybe he's like from
1: like an send from like a line
0: yeah is it from a line um or even like maybe do the tattoos protect him are they keeping him, like, alive? Are they keeping Ooh, him safe? Ooh, that's interesting. Because you gotta think... Like immortal tattoos. Just some human guy having the power he does, like, um, it didn't seem like he was supernatural in terms of his strength, but it seemed like he couldn't get in all these tangles with vampires all the time without getting killed. Like, how long could you be doing... It seems like the life of a vampire slayer would not be very long, given you're fighting these guys who are so much stronger than you. Yeah. So maybe he has a little... A little extra extra help <laughs> extra help with like this immortality or something to keep him.
1: yeah, and it's, it's find it interesting that since Bonnie said like the stuff on the bullets weren't witches, so right, it's not like a spell or is it some other type of witchcraft that Bonnie doesn't know about or right. like, what kind of magic is this? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like so- something going on. I wonder if it has something to do with like I, yeah, I have no idea. So I I'll be interested to see to see where they go with that and um and he's definitely back in future in next episode so it's not like he's leaving town so he'll continue to be important
1: yeah and oh, I'm, also um we didn't talk about whole um Elena like feed on Matt in the middle of church thing oh yeah I loved that. I really
0: really loved that and I don't know why I thought it was so great but I just well I I I mean I read the books like back in
1: the day so I loved that was definitely a shout out to the books
0: yes because Matt is the first person she feeds on um in the books Mm -hmm. so that was like a nice a nice nod to it and it was also yeah it was just the way they did it was just so beautifully done and emotional Mm -hmm. and kind of in the middle of this church service yeah right like a vampire feeding in church (laughs) yeah and yeah it was funny like and they also had the little moment like with damon coming into the church and and with the holy water yes that was um, so funny i liked the way they were sort of um I liked the, the way they sort of messed with our perceptions of what goes on in church. Um,
1: yeah. Well, also cause like in like traditional, like lore, like vampires, like holy water is supposed to be like, right. So they like, we should hurt them. And then Damon's just all nonchalantly like, okay, cool, bro.
0: Right. So we learn holy water doesn't do anything. And I think Stefan might've said something to that effect at the beginning, like when, you know, garlic, holy water crosses, like none of that does anything. Um, you know, yeah, but I just, to, I just to like actually see that like... in action was very nice because you're thinking <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, he's gonna like," <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, yeah, there was no problem with him stepping into a church. There's no problem with him doing the, you know, uh, uh, I mean, the I don't know what kind of. What kind of church it was supposed to be? Uh, in Catholicism, we do the sign of the cross. I don't know how if all, how many Protestants do it. Yeah, not. T- I know there are some that do. And Pastor Young's definitely not Catholic because he has a daughter. So yeah. I don't know what religion they're trying to be. Um, I, I think the
1: holy water <laughs> thing was just like a little like
0: fun gag. Yeah, it was a very like Catholic imagery to me, but it, I d- that was definitely not a Catholic church.
1: Yo, no. um, they didn't have kneelers or anything, did they?
0: I didn't see, but I just it's like the with the given that we've never like there wasn't i don't know i mean i, I guess maybe it could be a catholic church but
1: it did not look like a catholic it didn't
0: see i mean it definitely wasn't pastor young's church if that was the case because yes. not but and
1: that wouldn't i feel like yeah if it's a memorial of pastor young they'd have to do it at his church
0: yeah i thought well and it was for all the people who died not just for pastor young but but yeah i would have assumed like since we haven't seen multiple churches in the town maybe that was like the i don't know I guess well, well, if they're
1: a vir- town in Virginia, you guarantee they don't, They have more than one church. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I mean, the Salvatores, they haven't paid attention to the fact that they're Italian because they're living in Virginia and plantation owners. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if they paid attention to the fact that they were Italian, they would have been Catholic. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. But it would have been abnormal for these Southern people at that time to be Catholic. Oh, for sure. who were leading landowners. So it's like,
1: well, especially Italians at that time were very much discriminated against. Oh yeah.
0: Like it makes no sense for their dad to be Italian, for them to be Italian. Um, and to be in, to be in their position as founding family in Virginia, (laughs) in Virginia. (laughs) Um, I, that's never made any sense, but, um, but if they, you know, so, so who knows what, you know, I don't know. And, and it's funny just because, especially because the promos, they've used these holy card pos- posters for the promos, you know? Yes. Yeah, so and they are very, yeah. And it's like, and it's not, and it's like Byzantine Catholic, actually, that yeah. the, they look like those icons, like they look like the, they look like the the Byzantine icons, which yes. is not even like Roman Catholic. It's, um, it's Orthodox, Orthodox yeah. Um, yeah like it, it looks very much like those like those type of of images um and then it has the latin which the latin is roman catholic in uh, it, in the orthodox loose, you know the orthodox entry. would have greek <laughs> would it be greek they would have a greek thing so yeah i mean i like that they're not trying to mirror one thing like they're not like it's just kind of it just brings up it's it's like just like allusions to yeah. certain things uh because it you know they're not trying to say this is this is but like, and even with the Latin, it's, like, not that, you know... When they did the witch Latin, it's, like, they, it's not real Latin.
1: They start, <laughs> they start
0: with Latin, then they mess it up. And the Latin on the holy cards was, was a little problematic. It wasn't, like, totally wrong. It just was, like...
1: Not totally right. <laughs> not totally
0: right. Um, and uh, so... And I don't know, like, how much... It, it's funny that the tattoo ended up being important because... And also the bind. Um, did you notice on Elena's holy card promo, she had her arms bound the same way that um, the same way that uh, April had her arms bound, bleeding oh. in that thing. And so you look at Elena looking <clears throat> down at her, and she had those arms bound. It's almost like Elena kind of taking on, you know, Elena's so empathetic. You know, she yeah. like, feels what other people feel or something. Um, or it's symbolic of her being bound um, you know, by the Salvators in this horrible plot. Yeah, <laughs> Where well,
1: that would be
0: are too. controlling <laughs> they're controlling her whole transition, which I don't like. <laughs> but um but yeah, so the but that was just like it, it's just I wonder if some of that imagery is gonna show up like Stefan was holding a key in his. Mm-hmm. So now I think before I thought I didn't think it was important. I thought it was just like a cool image, but now I think we're gonna end up some key's gonna become important. Um and so and I think like what was Tyler holding? Like there, there's been some different. Uh, I remember. And Klaus was holding a uh, a snake. Um, Ooh. And I thought all the stuff was very symbolic, like it was like religious imagery, and I didn't think it was necessarily uh, literal. But now I'm yeah. like, now that those two two images from the Holy Cards have already actually happened, now I'm like wondering if there'll be a little more from the Holy Cards.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how that all plays out.
0: Yeah, so I am, you know, I'm obsessed with the Vampire Diaries. I'm excited <laughs> to see more. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad Stefan kind of calmed down at the end um, because I, it just was not cute when he was just lecturing her and getting mad at her when she is the one who is, you know, in this position where she's trying to figure out, like, she... I don't know. I just... I, I would like... For him to calm down a bit about that whole thing, um,
1: yeah, because she's it just clearly so controlling. It's she's just not- she's
0: clearly such a mess, and she's doing everything she's doing because, like, I don't think her motivations can be questioned. Um, and so, she, and he should be more understanding because he's been through this. Yeah, like, what did he do when he became a vampire? <laughs> yeah, he, right? tons of innocent people. Like, don't you have nowhere to talk? Like, yeah, you I mean, became he's a monster. trying so
1: hard to make sure that he, yeah. she doesn't do what he does.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I understand He's just taking it a little bit too far. I understand that, but it's like, I just don't, I hate when he, I just don't think he has to be lecturing about it. Like, he doesn't have mm-hmm. to be so patronizing about it. He could be a little bit more, like, appeal to her on an emotional level. Like, this is what I went through, and i really scared for you, and um, I think we should try to figure out the best way, and what do you think, rather than... This is the thing. way yeah. you're going to do it, um, and the fact that you—oh, know, you lied to me about feeding with Damon. It's like, oh, well, you tortured and and terrorized her all last season, Stefan. Like, let's not throw stones. She lied to you yeah. once. Okay, sorry about that. Like,
1: yeah, and I mean, like the whole thing with Damon—like, she didn't even like really know what she was doing.
0: Yeah, I, I she guess, just didn't want to throw up anymore. I mean, the, it's interesting the way that blood sharing between vampires um, has sort of been a, a metaphor for sex, like kind of very sexualized in the books. Because yeah. um, I don't even think actual sex
1: even happens in the books. I can't remember. Yeah, I think the author. I, I feel like um, it, the author like has said that.
0: Yeah, it sort of replaces. So you, like, I guess that's why Stefan's upset about it. But the thing is, like Elena is a vampire, so. When he says, oh, you don't understand what that means, um, it's like, well, she's the one that was doing it. <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. she does. <laughs> like, I, I just, it just seemed kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe it's a vamp culture thing she doesn't understand. But it's like, if it does mean that, wouldn't she have felt it? So she does understand? I don't know. Like, if there was some connection there... And she would know what that meant. And I did sort of like the way that when Damon was sort of so intentionally trying to get under Stefan's skin about it. Yeah. And I loved <laughs> that Stefan just like was um didn't didn't let him get away with it kind of, you know, because he knew mm-hmm. because the thing is Damon is not innocent in this. He's very intentionally sort of throwing it in his brother's face. So I kind of liked the... I love... I kind of like when the Salvators bicker and fight and, and they're a little dynamic. So I enjoyed those scenes between each other over it, but I just didn't like the stuff between Stefan and Elena about it.
1: Yeah. The stuff with Stefan and Damon was really funny.
0: Like, I totally get why Stefan would be ignored with his brother because his brother is very intentionally trying to do that. But in terms of, like, Elena... Baby vampire, desperate for nutrition, starving, yeah. and she turns to Damon for some blood. Like she's an extenuating circumstance. I just, circumstances I just right don't now, I think like. she deserves a lecture about it. Um, and I know like he's jealous and everything, but that's just not cute. I'm not okay with it.
1: Yeah, I feel like she was. She wasn't trying to like deliberately go behind his back. She was just trying to figure out a way to eat, and in a way that like, didn't hurt anybody.
0: Yeah, like I, she wasn't. And I mean, ideally, she could have told him, she could have communicated with him, and I think that's also my problem with Elena's storyline is she, I I was thinking when she became a vampire, she'd have this, like, increased independence and, like, kind of attitude, and she'd sort of, like, like, take more control. Yeah. And and instead, it seems like she's just even worse than she was before with some of her, like, Sort of, she she just wants to make everybody else happy. She's such a people pleaser, you know. Which yeah. I mean, it makes she's a good person. Like, I, I don't need to cut her for this, but it is really frustrating when she is becoming even more of a doormat as a vampire. Yeah. And I mean, not in a, I mean that sort of in a good way, <laughs> like <laughs> because she's she's really a compassionate person. She wants to make people happy she's she's motivated by good things but i was just hoping this storyline was going to allow her to get a little more independence from the Salvators, but instead she's becoming even more like embroiled in the salvatores situation um yeah
1: i mean i think maybe as time goes on and she has learns a bit more and kind of plays around a bit more of what she can do now mm-hmm that hopefully that will change
0: yeah and I mean she did have that great moment in the premiere where she stood up to Damon to save Matt's life so that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff she's still willing to stand up for what she believes in if it makes Seltzer's unhappy but I just feel like everything she does involves them and sometimes I'd like to see her um just have a little more freedom
1: yeah I'm, I'm hoping that that will develop yeah because if it was just like this the whole time, that'd be really boring.
0: Yeah, and I mean, she got kidnapped in the premiere because she was in transition, so she was weak. Um, yeah. And plus, everybody got kidnapped in the premiere, so she wasn't alone. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm just really hoping, you know, this is the beginning of a new chapter where she's no longer going to be the one people have to save. That's what I've been so excited about. But it mm-hmm. seems like, so far, they've still been really concerned with saving her. You know, like, oh, now Elena can't eat right. We have to save her. You know, Elena can't do this right. We have to, Elena got captured. We have to, and, and is going to die if we don't get her blood. You know, like, it still seems like the dynamic is still save Elena so far. Yeah. But it's only yeah. two episodes in, and I'm sure that will change. So I'm just really, I'm getting impatient and excited for when that dynamic changes. Because all the stuff yeah, I've been excited so. for is is this, this new type of stuff that she's going to do.
1: Mm-hmm yeah me too yeah any (laughs) any
0: other thoughts on the on the Um, episode
1: no I mean I think the episode like everything was really interesting but what really brought it home was just that last scene with David talking to Alaric that was just
0: everything (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah that's it's like when you look back at the season and which things happen in which episode, you're just going to remember this episode for being yeah. for that scene. It's just like so, yeah, such an and like important Ian,
1: Ian Summerholler did such a good job. Yeah, it's just like, oh, uh, it was just like he sold it every like every word of that whole like speech he gave was perfect.
0: Yeah, and I, um, it was, I feel like this was the Damon I enjoy. Like, I feel like a lot of times. You know there have been different inversions of Damon we've seen throughout mm-hmm. the series. And the, the way he was in this episode is sort of the Damon that I do enjoy
1: yeah. versus
0: the versions that drive me insane. So I feel like this <laughs> was a good step in the right direction for Damon's character, and it has been this whole season so far. I mean, it's been two episodes, but I feel like <laughs> his character is going in a direction um, other than hurting Matt, which he needs to stop immediately. Um <laughs> I've been happy with the direction his character's going in, so uh, hopefully that will continue.
1: Yeah. I'm just so excited for next week. This is the kind of show that just makes me want the next episode right away.
0: Exactly. It, it it so is. And next week we're going to see, uh, Rebecca's going to be back. Um, we're going to see her come back to high school. Uh, there's been a web clip online showing her talking to Matt, trying to get him to forgive her, which good luck with that. Um, <laughs> she basically, she killed Elena.
1: So <laughs> And tried to, ki- almost killed him and wouldn't have if Stefan wasn't there.
0: Yep. Um, but, you know, Matt is, everybody is pretty forgiving on this show, so. Maybe that's that will <laughs> work. And then I'm sure Klaus will come back soon. We'll have to see what his agenda is this season. Because now that Elena's not a doppelganger, it's like, what is his purpose being in town? Is he going to, he's still a regular. Like, what's, what's he, what his, his deal going to be?
1: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So
0: I wonder if Connor's and Klaus have any history.
1: If he's, if he, if your theory about Connor being old is correct, I would assume yes.
0: Yeah, so if, if if that's the case, then that would make Klaus more relevant to what's going on. Because um, I feel like right now, it's like, what's the point of Klaus, right? Existing yeah. still. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact he's awesome, but... Um, Charming
1: and charismatic. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: so it's not like I don't want him to be around, but it's like, you know, you there has to be a reason for him to stick around Mystic Falls, mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense. I so. mean... He is pretty into Caroline. That is true. Plus, you know, maybe he It is a special place. It has this. It is his. It is his home. Um, like original home. His yeah. original home when he was a, he was young. So he does have ties to the place. So yeah. Um, I guess we'll we'll see. But um, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, one other thing. Even though Tyler got shot in the chest twice, and one of them was. <laughs> a way to sacrifice himself for everybody, I still don't like him. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think there's anything that can make me like him, even though he, like, seriously, he sacrificed himself in front of the whole church and I just went, eh. i was like, eh. Oh, he's not dead. So I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I have tyleritis. I just can't like him.
1: I mean, maybe he'll get a chance to win you over. <laughs> maybe. You never
0: but, know. Although you'd think, like, him stepping stepping up in front of, like a whole church of people, including Caroline, would win me over, but it didn't. Oh well. I don't know. I'm like I just, can't win them no. all. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I guess that that finishes it up for this episode of the podcast. Thank you yes, so indeed. much, Emily, for chatting with me. I, we went a bit over our normal oh, time thank again. You. <laughs> I guess we got a little too carried it away. So hopefully, I'll I'll have this up. Uh, either tonight or by Monday um, and so people can take a listen and if any of you who are listening have any feedback you can email us or comment on the podcast uh, it's TV at gmail.com and tvcom and uh, we'll talk to you soon yeah bye everybody bye we're hot chicks with superpowers. Takes the edge off. Comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.